The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, you want to make a couple of trillion dollars in the world? I mean, you'd like to make a couple of trillion dollars, right? Just boom, a couple trillion dollars. I need some. Here it is. You solve this problem. You'll make a tr- maybe even more. You might be the richest person in the history of the world. Make air travel not suck. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You don't even have to make it good. You don't have to make it enjoyable, pleasurable. To just make it not suck. It sucks. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. The only way it, I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't suck is if you have your own plane. Although that kind of sucks too. Do you know what it costs to have your own plane? Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about your little prop-driven Cessna, whatever. I'm talking about having a big jet, jet that you're going to fly cross-country yeah. or internationally or whatever. Gobs of money. Gobs of money. I guess uh, you know if you can afford it, then you're fine. But for the average person, not suck. Okay, you could do like charter stuff where you get a jet and you charter. It's still pretty pricey. So for most of us, not suck. I'm guessing if you go first class, but who has the money for that? Well, the first class is no longer there anyways. Business class, whatever they're calling That's what I'm saying. It's it's not worth it. It is so sucky. Think, Think about this. You got to get to the airport a minimum, minimum of an hour ahead of time. Okay. And really, it's more like an hour and a half because if you've got a lot of people traveling, then the whole time you're like, got to get through here. It's going to hurry. It's security. Got to get through the gate, right? Okay. And if you negotiate that, which again, so that, well, hang on, let me back up. You got to get to the airport. You got to get to the airport. So you have to plan somebody to take you to the airport or, or, you take your car and leave it there, and it costs $100 for three days like it did at DFW this weekend. Yeah. $100 for three days. 90, 96 bucks. Wow. Yeah. $96. Uh-huh. Or you can, of course, Uber it. How close do you live to the airport? <laughs> do you live more than, say, 20, 30 minutes away? Well, you might as well park at the airport. Or you could take one of those little shuttle services that are kind of near the airport, but not. So that gets you right in the medium. The medium of, well, I don't have to pay $100 at the airport. No. I'm only spending 30 bucks. Yep. But I also have somebody who have to drive me. So I have to wait. To, I'm over here. I'm in row G. G. The guy comes and picks you up. And you got to drive along the airport, waiting with all the good. Oh, hang on. We got to stop at A. We gotta stop at A lot. You know, <laughs> pick up the people here. And the whole thing coming back and forth straight out. So just getting there without spending $100 to park pain. Then you got to get there early. And then you got to go through the TSA. Oh, my gosh. If I worked for the TSA every day of my life, I would say, thank God the VA is killing people. <laughs> because otherwise I would not have a job. 
See, the TSA is always going to be good because the Veterans Administration is killing veterans. And as long as you got that, every other government agency is fine. Every other guy, until you start killing veterans, you're pretty good. That's the only thing TSA has for them. Because in every other way, they suck. And by the way, a lot of the agents suck too. Not all of them. Some of you, a handful, good, fine. The rest of you, you suck. The agency sucks. The concept sucks. It sucks from top to bottom. Then, you manage to get through. Ha, we're here. I'm just going to deal with it. Put it out of my head. I had to fly, the money, it's $100, park, you do the whole thing, and you get there, then randomly, yeah, we just delayed you. We're just, just delayed. <laughs> or we cancel your flight. But you can't. Yeah, I'm sorry, we had safety. Safety, sorry, we just, you know, weather. You don't know if it's true or not, plane, whatever. And most of us don't even balk at that, because you're like, well, at least I didn't get on and have it hurl into a mountainside while I was flying. <laughs> <laughs> right? It didn't fall out of the sky, so I'm good to go. This is it. Then when you get to the, uh, then the flights. Okay. I get uh, economy airlines. We want to mm-hmm. save money or whatever. It Even on the regular airline seats, you're Americans, you're united, that are just supposed to be, well, you're in coach and okay, whatever, are horrible. You know, little trays that fold down and you're in the middle and you can't move. And now they have all, they charge you for everything. American and United have become spirit airlines. <laughs> have you noticed this? They I have. don't fly. I don't fly with them. Who do you fly with? Spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. For those of you that hate spirit because it is so low budget and sucks, you might as well do it. You, you know they're going to nickel and dime you as long as you pay attention ahead of time. Yeah. Okay, fine. You do everything you can. Because American and United now have a a lesser economy or coach class. Oh, really? That is basically like spirit. Oh. You can't pick your seat. They charge you for everything. You get one carry-on. Okay. Like one of the small ones. All of yeah, this. Like which is Which is what happened to Doc over the weekend. I flew spirit on the way to Chicago. I flew uh, United on the way back. I knew it was like the lesser economy, and I'm like, okay, I got one carry-on. It's like a average duffel size. No. Even that carry-on has to fit in the smaller yeah. little. It's not even your regular carry-on mm-hmm. size. So you get all of that, right, during the flight, which sucks. And you get to the other end, and then you have to wait for them <laughs> to unload the plane. Why is it? They cannot have that plane unloaded and my bag down there by the time I get to that stupid carousel. What are are you doing? Well, you don't understand. Fine, fix it. Figure it out. Look how much time and effort we put into air travel and money, (laughs) all the money, all of your taxes going to build those airports. Then the airlines, well, they're charged landing fees. Docking fees, gate fees, all of these things, taxes on the gas they buy, which just adds to your ticket price, even though you paid to build the airport. And when you get behind security because you can't take liquids through, that's a $7 water, Mr. Thompson. That is. After you've paid for all of that nonsense. Want to go something neat? You know, something neat because you're going to be flying all day and you're behind security and you want to have to leave the airport. You don't have time or whatever. Great. Mark it up, 80% plus additional tax. Why? Well, you're at the airport. Why have we just accepted these are the prices at the airport? I'm not at a friggin' NFL game. I built that stuff for the purpose of, 
Wow, you don't understand. Well, though we built the air, the uh, the NFL stadiums too, most of them. So, why do we just accept that this is a horrible experience? Where is Elon Musk? Stop building that stupid hyperloop. Fix airline travel. And if you're going to build the airline, uh, the uh, the loop, what does he say? It's going to cost a buck now? A buck, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, uh. You build that. Really? You're going to charge me all of this stuff? And my taxes go to pay for it? I am just so... just. I was talking to Brad Staggs yesterday, and I go, well, why don't we just build private airports with the airlines? We build a private airline, you build a private airport too. Because that's where they get you. Because even if your airline is private and they do things the right way, they still got to pay the local fees. Horrible experience. And did you see the new TSA system? Which one? For the little trays? Oh, yes. Yeah, it started here in DFW. I flew to L.A., uh, let's say, uh, a month ago for a weekend. Prior to that, it's probably been six months or so since I've flown. And then I flew this weekend to Chicago for the National Restaurant Association show. They've got a new little, the little bins that you put your stuff in. They got a new system that I saw at DFW, and I saw it at uh, O'Hare, because that's where I flew mm-hmm. out of last night. It is a ridiculous system. You think? Oh. I liked it. Oh, the failures of this system. I'm gonna, I got a couple of uh, pictures. I think I took a video, too. <gasps> yes, I filmed TSA, bitches. I was waiting for him to say something, too. I was all geared up by this point. So the system is this. Normally, you put your stuff in the bin. Mm-hmm. You put the bin, the little thing, goes through the treadmill, goes through the little thing, pops out the other side. And then when they're done, you stack up the bins, and the little TSA loads them up on a little cart, and he takes it all the way back out, and the process starts. So you take the bin out, put it on, go through the conveyor. Now, they have a little system where the trays all automatically come back. Yeah. Because when you get to the other end, the trays go in this little, uh, they stack them up, and they go down, they start going down, and then the bottom tray gets taken off the bottom, which is a ridiculous system, because taking something off the bottom, okay, just from an engineering standpoint, then it goes underneath where you just had your trays, you know, stretched Mm -hmm. out through the conveyor, Back to the front. You're like, oh, that's great, right? Except it doesn't automatically go to the front and then drop in like a stack of bins where you take it out. It has three stations before you put your stuff into the little peep show, Mm -hmm. right? Little peep show for the TSA. And you take one of three positions standing next to each other. It's not first come, first serve. Mm -mm. And you take the tray from the bottom, put it up on top, fill your stuff, move it forward onto the conveyor then. They still have a TSA agent standing there deciding which tray goes first. I'm sorry, let this one go first. So when I went through, for example, I sent my laptop through, put all my stuff, should be one, two, three. No, no. The bag I keep my laptop in had to go, for some reason, I don't know why, seven, eight later. Mm. All my stuff came through. Stuff. It wasn't checked anymore. They didn't do additional screening. And ended up seven later. So as I get my laptop, I'm standing at the other end going, I got to put it in the bag. I got to walk around. I got too much stuff. I got to put it in the bag. I got to reassemble everything. Where's the bag? Oh, it's way down there. It's still coming through the peep show. Now, I got to wait for all this nonsense. Just And this is what this woman was doing. And at both ends, they were doing this too. So they're maneuvering it around. 
Now, you're in each other's way because you're waiting for the trays too. And there's fewer slots because they have replaced it with this mechanism. Mm -hmm. So all you can get up on there at any given moment on that entire thing is six. Six trays, that's it. Three that are currently going through the peep show and the three that will be pushed ahead. So imagine as you make your way around the the side to begin uh, of the uh, of the bins and the conveyor where you start putting your stuff up. You've got three stations to put your stuff in. You're loading and unloading up, opening your pockets, putting your shoes up there, taking your belt off. You're putting it in, and when you're done, you push it forward onto the active conveyor. That there's only three spots, mm-hmm. so you've only got three that are actually going through the conveyor, and three bins where people are putting stuff. That's it. How about this, TSA? You could have just uh, made a longer conveyor. Hmm? How about that? That's going to get three people through quicker, right? On top of all the other TSA failures over the years, now they've added this. And I looked at the mechanism, and I was like, this thing cost us gobs of money. <laughs> I need I need to know. I need the IG report. I need the inspector's general report to find out what this costs. I didn't even have time. It finally dawned on me last night they're switching these over to everywhere because I saw them at DFW. I thought it might be local. Nope. This is going to be everywhere. It's going to be like the rapist scan machines. Whoever the hell's running the TSA or somebody up there, his brother-in-law owns this new conveyor system company. Mark my words, you're going to find this out. It was like Michael Chertoff with those rapist scan machines that don't actually work, yet he's the one that pushed that crap through. Why? Because he ended up a consultant for the company. Huh. And nobody cares about that crap? How can nobody ask George W. Bush about that? Oh, he's not president anymore, so all of those past inappropriate actions where all those people got money taking our tax dollars by giving lucrative contacts to people that they end up working with or running the company or their brother-in-law has something to do with it, we don't even we don't even care about those anymore. That wasn't even Obama. That was George W. Bush. Yep. So what did this system cost us? It is a fail for so many perspectives. It's got all these moving parts, too, which means it's going to break down more. And now everything goes in the bin. Everything yes. goes in the bin. Even the big bags go in the bin. Okay. Maybe there's some value to that or whatever. The bins are bigger. Yes, they are. Okay. The bins are bigger, which means they had to get new peep shows because those bins would not have fit through some of the smaller ones. Okay. Because what you've done is those bins have to be big enough to accommodate the largest bag that we used to be able to put through the peep show, right? And some of those, if you know, barely fit through the peep show. Mm-hmm. Who told you about the peep show? Right? They put... So now you've added that much more space on either side and end of that largest bag. And I started looking at it. Uh, it those are new peep shows. Maybe not all of it's new, but at least the the walls, you know, as it goes through the little little area that's blacking out or whatever, those have to be new too because it's all one unit. So we even paid for some of the new peep shows. All of that. I was like, wow, okay, this has got to be millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And the TSA took just as much time. Oh, you're going to save money on the other end? No, no. All you did was make it so the TSA agent didn't have to take the little bins out front on the little cart. Meaning they have less to do. 
And don't no, we're not saving on the TSA agents that are actually standing around because there were plenty still standing around doing nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh, so frustrating. So, how was your day? Everything good? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. How was Sarah? She was okay. What was that? She was okay. It was her first time. You were here for her first time? Yeah. It was so nice. So nice. <laughs> so, wow, that's not really encouraging. Like, she did great. Hey. Well, no, it wasn't great. What would it Whoa! be great? What would it be great? It was her first Whoa! time. Whoa! Kirk, come on. Kirk Jones, spin of the dials, radio style force. Come on. That was I mean, a little douchey of Chris, right? Yeah, that's... that's Okay, shut up. You were not here. So I was no, listening. No, what? You don't think I was listening? No, Kirk. Oh, come on, Kirk. <laughs> you know, come Kirk. on. You know me better than that. Exactly. <laughs> but it wasn't about the listening. It was about your. If you say, "Hey, how they do?" You go, "Oh, they did good. They did a good job." I'm not gonna lie. It was great. You want some encouragement? Good. Though. Oh, it's now it's great. great. No, good. It was great. I said it was great. But it was Kirk. Come on, he was a little douchey about it, right? For sure. Highbrow, highbrow stuff like. Oh, oh. shut up, Kirk. <laughs> Well, you I could, have done, I could have done better. It's no, it's your delivery. It's not about you know whether or not she did good. I don't know. I don't listen. I really didn't care. I was just asking, making conversation. No, she she did good. <laughs> <laughs> so if Sarah's listening right now, she heard you go meh. Yeah, I told her after the show. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna need a break in and regroup. Well, she she could try again. She needs to. She needs to try again. Yeah. So what's this? She's gonna be in on Friday. I guess. You have a thing on Friday, remember? Oh, that's right. I have that thing to do. I forgot about the thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later on. National Restaurant Association show. Yeah, I saw you. Legit. Oh, my gosh. I got so much stuff to tell you about, too. Some really cool stuff, some fun stuff, but a couple of cool products that we absolutely just have to steal. Some uh, some of the other incidents that were happening, because there were some incidents as well. Imagine that. But we, uh, we have to go next year. You have to come. I'm encouraging the audience. <laughs> Even if you don't have a restaurant, whatever, this is one to just go and do. It's not cheap, I don't think, to get in if you're not a vendor and you're mm-hmm. just... Because I was with um, PatrickSpoonie.com, the new uh, food platform. So I was kind of under that umbrella. But if uh, it's not really open to the public to just buy tickets. You can, but it's not you know targeted that way. But so worth it. The amount of friggin' food there. That's pretty cool. I would say easily 50% of the booths had food. Nice. Easily. Just here you go. Here's a half a burger. Here's a, here's a whatever. Just, and no one cares. Just going up and loading. Yeah, I'll take three of these, six of those. Give me some of those fries. Oh, it was crazy, crazy big. I'll tell you more about it coming up next in the Morning Blaze. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. I'm going to have uh, Chris uh, tweet out uh, via my accounts. I want him to check out the video first of because uh, I have some pictures to see which ones are best of the little new TSA system yeah. so you can check for yourself. We'll do that in a couple of minutes, but you got to see it. I mean, at first glance, you're like, oh, that's cool. The little bins return. But I'm telling you, as you look at it, you're going to see all of the failures and the expense and everything. This is not a good system. So I have a lot of O'Hare and I want to show you some pictures here. Just okay. uh, continue to uh, to swipe there. 
And uh, and can you see what's going on? Have you figuring it out yet? Yeah, there's a bucket. Yeah, there's a. It's Leaking? one. Of, it's actually one of the bins. Yeah, it's one of the bins like from security, just in the middle of the floor. Are Be- we leaking? Yeah, it, it had rained in Chicago, so there's a bin in the middle. That's and then, just one. There's a bunch of them. Okay, swipe again. Uh-huh. Okay. And what do you see? Me walking down the hall there. Yeah. What do you see? More. More bins. More uh, bins. With the, the, the careful, slippery when wet, because there's bins. I love how they hid the TSA ones with the black bags. Yeah, the TSA ones, they put a black bag over. Okay, there's... Why are there so many? There's a boatload. The entire airport leaks. Well, that's a problem. I walked from the little security to, I don't know, gate 15 or something. It keeps going. That's not even all of them I saw. Now, that part of the airport, they have kind of like a uh, a domed glass roof, mm-hmm. like the little panels in there. So, okay, fine. But do you see how many? It's I mean, yeah, it rained on and off all weekend, but it was not like monsoon. This was not like hard blowing rain for days because of the effects of a hurricane. No. <laughs> it keeps going. It just goes on and on. I took like 30 pictures of bins all over the place. That's for the- <laughs> And the ones that were TSA, yeah, they went ahead and wrapped. And wrap them with uh well, you can't, you know, security. And this is this is what you're Hey, it rained in Chicago. Look at all the little bins there. So what you're telling me that not only terrorists can damage this airport. Just a little bit of rain. Just a little, a little bit, bit of rain. rain. It wasn't even also, a lot. Can also lock down the whole airport. Yeah, and it's just all over the place, just <laughs> scattered out there. Now, notice some of them with the little black bag over it or whatever, and not all of them had the little yellow sign that no. says slippery when wet. Like, see that one Did you by slip? itself? Had I not been obvious on camera taking pictures, I may have tripped over one of them. <laughs> This is lawsuit waiting that to is, happen. That is. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's your tax dollars. And by the way, you're paying for it, even at O'Hare. <laughs> you are, because your your tax money goes to this. It goes to the government. They redistribute it. The monies are commingled. doesn't matter where you are. You you pay for O'Hare as well. All right, let's get to uh, some tweets this morning with the hashtag, what I learned today. Hashtag, what I learned today. Find out uh, what's going on, what's on people's mind. Feels like Monday, but obviously because I was off yesterday. <laughs> Kathy Neberg tweeting now what I learned today. Uh, Doc Thompson walked naked through the TSA station to avoid pat down, taking off shoes, belt, and jewelry, and being stared at. Why have we accepted this? This is we have just kind of given up the fight. You know, uh, Brad said something to me when I was bitching about something over the weekend like this. <laughs> he goes, "Well, I just don't know what to do anymore." And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "With any of this stuff." He said, "You're right, but I don't even know what to do." He goes, "He goes." Clearly, voting the right people in office doesn't work. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. So my, I was left with this. Make enough money that you don't have to worry about such things. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. So the, the people that are stockpiling money and building up, you don't need that amount of money. You should be giving it to the blah, 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 and the government and redistribute. Those people have too much money. Chris, the gap between the people that oh, have big. money and the mm-hmm. people that do not has mm-hmm. gotten bigger. Now, you know, one, one, I'm sorry, 99% of the world's wealth is owned by three people. I mean, you hear those stupid stats like that. Um, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I mean, I know what they're saying, but I don't care because unless you have that amount of money, nothing will change with this nonsense. Nope. Look at how much crap George Soros causes us. Yeah. Why? Because he has that kind of money. Yep. Yep, Louisiana. James tweeting out what I learned tonight. I missed the end of the show yesterday. Sarah and Chris 
uh, with Sarah and Chris because I turned it off when Chris started talking about the royal wedding. Oh, guys, shut up. Did you start Stop talking about it again? There were some cool facts about it, like how the, the rescue dog from Megan got to ride with the queen. That's pretty cool. <gasps> Wait, what? The rescue dog from Megan got to what's, ride. What's the rescue dog? Uh, it's a dog that she rescued and she brought with her. Rode with the queen in her car. So the queen and her little corgi and... Oh, that absolutely does not matter. It does. It does not matter. I love dogs, so it's a good story. I'm, that story, what that you just dog said, make it. not only will I not get that couple minutes back oh, look, in my so life, cute. it is absolutely painful to me. Such a that so thing. does not matter. Well done. The he dog, the queen does not matter. Merkel does not. Is her name Merkel? Yeah. What a, none of that. Is it Markle, right? It's Markle. And rescued. I don't care. Nobody Nailed it. cares. This is it. the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. So, of course, um, while I was at the National Restaurant Association show, any angle, any opportunity for me to preach the gospel of one of our clients, the people that we vet and we talk about their products at work, oh, it came up. The Wax RX, boom. It came. Let me tell you about the Wax RX system. Dude, I was selling all weekend long. It was great. Well, um, how the heck were you able to tie in? Wax RX into a national restaurant. This is what I do. So if people convention. are talking to us or other okay. people, whatever, any angle, anything ear related, I didn't hear. Boom. Okay. Can you say that again? You know what you need? You need to stop <laughs> cleaning your ears with the, the Q-tips. You know that's bad for you, right? And they're like, uh, well, yeah, you got to try the Wax RX system. Nice. Wait, what? Go to usewaxrx.com. Dude, I'm not kidding. I was, I was preaching all of it because the filter by folks were there. Yeah. I, I, I saw that. I didn't know they were going to be there. I saw that. It was awesome. So, uh, but yeah, so they were there. So I talked to a bunch of others. But yeah, even Wax RX, I was out there telling people about it. If you haven't tried it yet, doctor designed a system to clear the earwax out of your ears. Cheaper than going to the doctor and certainly more efficient than you would around your house with Q-tips or keys or anything else you're going to shove in there, which is, of course, bad for you. Go to usewaxrx.com, usewaxrx.com, and try it today. It's a three-step system. You got the earwax softener. It's the drops you put in your ears, loosens it all up. Then a minute or so later, you go ahead and flush it out with the specially designed pump. Boom. Polish it off. Finish it off with that pH balance rinse. Your ears will be left feeling soft and supple. You will be so happy. It's usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio to get a chip to your door absolutely free. I've been brushing up on the promo code. Good. Because Sarah did excellent yesterday on that. Well, that's what I saw a lot of the tweets and I realized I've been dropping the ball. Oh. Brushing up on the promo codes. Good. WaxRx at usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio. That's R A D I O. Boom. Done. Ready to go. Okay. Kind of See that? Over there. One in the can. Ready to go. <laughs> you still got eight more. Okay. So we'll see. see what happens between now and the end of the broadcast. Sounds like a challenge. Okay. One of the big pushes at the restaurant show. Hang on. Let me pause and say this. 
not only is it food, which is real cool, and most of us like to eat, a lot of people like to cook in the audience, you know, you like to find out about tech, yeah. right? A lot of tech stuff. This show brought together food, business, technology, um, cool trends that are coming. Oh my gosh, so many cool things. Some of it though, okay, it was really cool. Like, wow, that's amazing. Never going to happen. You know what I mean? Some like, automa- like chefs and robot chefs. Until oh, we okay. get until we get full AI on everything, some sort of robot butcher. I don't know. That was one of the Seinfeld ones. <clears throat> you know, it's cool. It's amazing. You'll see some of that. But it's down the road. And from a business perspective, me, you, our audience, you're never gonna. We're not gonna buy that stuff. Hey, it's a you know seven million dollar robot to make sausages. We're just not gonna. You know what I mean? It's not in the audience. But there was some cool stuff I found that, hey, we may end up, might be something you want to buy. You know, our audience is looking for additional streams of income. Either they want to quit their job and start a business, or they're just looking for something to make money. One of the things I found, and I did, a, I think I posted a video on it, is a snowflake machine. Not snowflake, is it like safe space on college campuses because you use the Edward, you know? No, little thing that takes any liquid, boom, makes it into snow. Not shaved ice, not snow cone, because think about the texture of yeah. that, right? It's like you go out, scoop up snow. You know how your snow melts, but in your mouth, you kind of pack it down, whatever. It's like that. But in a matter of a couple of minutes, it turns like probably a half gallon of whatever liquid you want, boom, into ice. So think about this. You've got a little bar on the beach. You know, a little tiki hut. Or maybe you're driving around in a food truck looking for an idea. These machines, $2,000 each. Oh, wow. That's not bad. No, it's awesome. That's not bad They have one up for 2500 that allowed you to put four different, like, half gallons of stuff. And you could just go, boom, I want the strawberry one now. You hit a button, no, I want the blueberry. No, I want the orange juice. Whatever it is. And it starts around. But you buy a couple of these things. By itself, you're like, okay, so it's kind of like a snow cone type thing. You're right, got it. Similar enough, you're like, okay, texture doc. But it's any liquid, and it's not a syrup. So you're not pouring the stuff on. It goes, it makes it out of the liquid. And when I say any liquid, I mean beer, tequila, wine. So imagine you have that little bar, and you put the tequila in there. Then you a little lime over it, a little salt along the edge. You've got a frozen tequila. Not one that, you know, is a slushy they made from a mix or whatever. It's tequila frozen in snow, ca- snow cone slushy type form. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So sangria. How about, you, you know, sangria is wine, a little bit of the fruit and whatever. How about you do this? You freeze the, do the wine snowflakes, whatever. You do a little bit of the fruit on the side. Boom. Frozen sangria. Tell me that would not make gobs of money. Isn't that a margarita, though? What's that? that? Wouldn't that be a margarita, or is it where you're saying not as crushed? Like, if you want a margarita, frozen margarita. You can do that, but remember, what you're doing is you're freezing all the extra water, and you're freezing the, um, the mix that goes with it, and then you put the alcohol with it or whatever. So this would be, you could just go just straight alcohol with it. So it just opens up the possibilities with it. It was really neat. Telling you, you get a couple of those machines on a... Boardwalk or something. Now, obviously, you have to have a liquor license. You're going to do some of that stuff, but that would be really cool. But again, the price point's two grand. So I see this. It's this. It's a Chinese company that has it. There's probably some similar things. Of course, it's a Chinese company. Of course. And the guy speaks pretty good English, but it's you know thick accent and whatever. But 
I don't know how he got assigned to the booth he did, but he was at checkpoint zero. He was in the back corner of one of these big halls, and they even had like this extra row, like we got four more people, just shove them in at the end there and kind of snake it around over by the bathrooms, you know, but not on the side where people would actually see it. It was out in the just no man's land, nobody walking down there, but I ended up stumbling down there and I see it. And by stumbling, I mean, I'd read a couple drinks and I'm like, okay, what's this do? So we start talking about it and he's having to say, but I'm the only one down there. So he's happy to talk to me. Right. So Brad's down there. I show him, we bring chef Patrick a little bit later. I want to show him, but I'd already seen the pitch. Right. So as we're standing there, we're being loud and obnoxious. Go figure. So a couple of people, what's going on over there? So they come down and we start talking to them before we know it. We have a crowd. So we start telling them like, look at this. You put that on the beach. Think about it. You get straight to tequila. You spritz a lime on there. Boom. And the markup's going to be even higher because when it comes to uh, freezing liquids, it expands. You get a higher yield. So the same amount, you're going to have to put less in a shot glass. Right? Yeah. Chris, this is big. Yeah. So I start doing it. People are like, oh my gosh, I think he's got something there. <laughs> start like, <laughs> so then they start asking me questions about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't work here. Talk to him. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a hype man. I really was. I was like, I could rent myself out for this stuff. Cool stuff. One of the big trends, though, everybody's pitch. It didn't matter what they were pitching was, well, it's also vegan, and it's gluten-free, and it's cholesterol-free, and it's, it's all of these buzz phrases like that about eating. Healthy eating, younger generations, way high in their list. The difference now, though, used to be it's gluten-free. Let's try to find a way to make what, – what do you want, pizza? Let me see if I could try to find a way, a way to make gluten-free pizza. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's okay. I mean, well, it's gluten, so it's my only option for pizza. It was like that. This year it was, hey, here's some really cool pizza. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, by the way, that's gluten-free. <laughs> it was more like that. It was more like they started with the the flavor, mm-hmm. but that was the big takeaway of trends coming. It's all of these healthier options for, oh, you're a diabetic. Okay. It's going to have less sugar. It's going to less glycemic index, blah, blah, whatever. Everybody was like that. And meatless meat. What? Remember the last couple of years we've seen the, you know, researchers at the university of blah, 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 come up with a meatless hamburger that even has blood that bleeds for the people who like the rare Mm -hmm. like this. I had several of them and I had meatless sausage and a meatless burger too. And Uh, they're pretty good. They're, they're actually, no, they're, they're very good. It's like this. Like when someone goes, try this Buffalo burger. Okay. If you were to eat it thinking it's a hamburger, you'd go, wow, that's a, that's a really tasty burger. You know, it's kind of like either one that is like a cheaper cut or a more expensive. It's just not your exact burger. It's like you need a soy burger or something. Okay. It's really good. These, the ones we had, you knew they were not your typical burger. It could have been a higher protein burger. It could have been a uh, kangaroo burger or something like this. But they were 99% beef type whatever. Just a little off. But very good. Now, they had one called Beyond Meat. What's Beyond? It's like Bed Bath & Beyond? It was Beyond Meat, though. So it was Bed Bath & Beyond Meat. And, uh, it, of course, they give you the whole pitch. It's, uh, it's a burger made from plant-based material. It's spouted, sprouted greens that blah, blah, whatever there, and it's healthy. And I'm sure most of them started from a don't-eat-meat, pita lovers, maybe part of it to sell, save the planet. Most of what they're doing there with that stuff, 
I would be willing to bet almost all of it is leftist stuff. That's wow. what it is. All of that is, we've got to save it. And you know, uh, the more cows we have, the more it's uh, causing deforestation and methane and all this other stuff and save the planet. All of them had some sort of little pitch in there when people were trying. But the burgers are pretty damn good. So if you're somebody that you just love the animals, don't want to eat meat, you can't eat meat, you're allergic to beef, whatever, this stuff probably works for you, whatever. But they had another one called Impossible. (laughs) Was it impossible? Apparently it wasn't. And it's trademarked. They trademarked the word impossible. Oh, wow. Which I didn't know you could do. Am I in violation? Probably. If it's trademarked, yes. So if later today I go, Chris, you can't do that. That's impossible. Boom. Am I in trouble? Ten cents. It doesn't have to do with the meat. Ten cents. So it might be something that's impossible that doesn't have to do with meat. Ten cents. What about Mission Impossible? Oh, boom. You got to go back. Tom Cruise, you're in violation. That movie's coming out. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but... The big signs, everybody, impossible. All the way in. They were one of the big advertisers. Billboard out in front. A burger, they said, was impossible. Trademark. You know what I mean? It was all over the place. So we get down there and try it. And same thing. Pretty good. Pretty good burger. They had some meatballs. I didn't try the meatballs. I didn't chance to. So it was really good. But I started thinking, from our perspective, you know, we want to make some cash, right? We're entrepreneurs, too. Let's make some money. Let's do it. And we like meat. We don't like vegetables as much. I started thinking, is there an idea in there for all of us? Hmm, is there Every mealtime, it's the same old battle, trying to get your kids to eat their vegetables. But what if we told you there's a new, improbable way to turn your dinnertime tantrums into smiling, happy faces? A new, improbable product that can't be beaten and can be eaten because unlike vegetables, it's real food made from real meat and stuff in a delicious new proprietary homogenous blend. Best of all, it's environmentally friendly because in part it uses aborted cows and cow remnants. And we all know cows are bad for the environment because they create methane, which raises the planet's temperature by as much as 800 million percent. What about what the ice, about caps? ice caps? But if you think about it, cows eat local fauna, which makes them considered a vegetable once removed. So you're helping to save the planet. Your little ones will love imitation broccoli made with real meat and stuff. Grill out this summer with imitation tofu burgers made with love and just a hint of kangaroo. <laughs> yes, it's specially imported just for roo. I mean you. Your kids will love imitation Brussels sprouts made from real cow nuggets. And by nuggets, well, use your imagination. With our patented processing, we can make it look like just about anything. You can enjoy imitation romaine lettuce again and again safely with no mess E. coli. And hey, it tastes a lot like bacon because it's made with real pigs, as far as you know. And best of all, it's union made. See that union carbide logo on the label? You know it has to be good. Yes, every day, tens of millions of defenseless vegetables are slaughtered, cut down in the prime of their lives for the simple sin of not being tasty. Help end the senseless deforestation and end their torment and suffering? Just look for the improbable products in your grocer's freezer in the imitation vegetable section. What do you think? We got something? I think we do. Next year, we go to the NRA and we have improbable trademarked. (laughs) Right across. And we're like, for those of you 
who don't like vegetables. We've got a broccoli made from beef, a little bit of kangaroo, just a little bit of pigeon thrown in there to kind of balance the flavor. That's how you get the proper broccoli flavor, you know. Think about how silly. Just eat a burger or don't. Yes. You're vegan. You're going that deep in it. Don't eat the burger. Is there really going to be that? How much money do they put into that? How much money? Because remember, multiple companies doing it. Yeah. And so now you got a competitor, too. So you've got like, what, four people out there that are, mmm, this is great. It tastes just like beef, and it's a, mm, a vegan burger made from sprouted greens and whatever. All right, great. And there's a competitor that does the exact same thing. So you've lost half of your business right yep. there. Maybe it'll be big. I don't know. You know, there's another way, though. If improbable doesn't work out for us, you could just use Field of Greens. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked they weren't there. They needed to be there for this one. Field of Greens? Field of Greens. Because what it is, is it's a full serving of your fruits and vegetables in one glass of Field of Greens. It's, it's a scoop of Field of Greens. You put in an eight ounce of water, drink it down, boom, you're all set. Because for a lot of us, vegetables, even if you like them, is that your go-to? No. I mean, I really like vegetables. Love Brussels sprouts and broccoli and whatever. Pizza or Brussels sprouts? Sorry, Brussels sprouts. You are a distant second. In fact, the main reason I eat vegetables now is just because I know I got to for health. You need the fiber. You need the vitamins. You need the minerals. It's good for you. Otherwise, it would just be donuts. (laughs) If it wasn't weight, think about it. What would you eat if weight and health were not an issue? Would it be vegetables? No. Even if you like them, maybe once in a while you go, wow, you know, I've had nothing but Pop-Tarts for six weeks in a row. You know, I'm thinking maybe something else. Oh, I haven't had broccoli. Maybe that happens. Maybe. But is it your go-to? No, No, of course not. Just use Field of Greens. At least use it as the supplement when you get busy. Your kids are busy. You're busy. You're at work. Keep a canister of Field of Greens at work. Take a scoop. Throw it in a jar or glass. Add eight ounces of whatever liquid you want. We don't care. We've tried it with a bunch of things. We haven't tried it with coffee yet. But I suppose you could try it with coffee or anything. Maybe okay. a nice coffee. Okay. You think it'd be all right? That it's, sounds a little rough to me. Yeah, that's way too much. You got way too much going on. In there. I'll try it, though. Maybe it's good. Anyway, Field of Greens. One scoop is a full supply of your daily vitamins and minerals and is full of, uh, of, of uh, your daily, uh, full serving of your fruits and vegetables. And it's not some sort of extract or something like that. It is actually powdered vegetables. That's how you have to think about it. Yep. Powdered vegetables. Think of it that way from the standpoint of health. Wow, you're getting it. But not from the, do I really want to drink that standpoint? It's kind of hard to explain it. Best bet, go to BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. You go there, they'll explain the entire thing. It's BrickHouse Nutrition. Of course, we've told you about dawn to dusk in the past. But it's easy if you use the BrickHouseDoc.com and try Field of Greens today. If you use the promo code DOC, you're going to get a discount off your order. Promo code DOC at Field of Greens. You got it. What? Okay. For Field of Greens, at Brick. you had me worried there for a second, at uh, BrickHouseDoc.com. All right, get a break in. we got some uh, tweets coming up. We'll get some of your calls as well. I think we should open up the phones later today, maybe. For what? It's just We haven't talked to people on the phone. Did Sarah do a lot of calls yesterday? No. I don't think she knew that was available. You didn't tell her phone calls nope. were possible? That's wow, way too much dude. work. Wow. That's way too much work. Well, you know what? I'm going to open them up. I realized as I was flying back, I'm like, we just haven't taken a lot of phone calls recently. Maybe later in the show. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three or tweet at Doc Thompson show at real Chris Cruz. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. That is the worst idea I've ever heard. It's terrible. What? I just I just gave some really good ideas, right? Some things in the shoot food show, some things you do. Oh yeah. Chris had sent me a story over the weekend. Uh, the post office is introducing scratch and sniff stamps. Oh yeah. You ready to scratch and sniff? You probably were one of those. Ready to what? Scratch and sniff. Oh, wait. This is legitimate. Yeah. I, I didn't have a chance to vet no, this. I'm legit. just going from what you've sent me. I don't want to be yeah. duped by this. You won't. This sounds like an onion story. <laughs> this is legit. It's legit. This is a terrible, terrible idea. I'd rather have a jump to conclusions, Matt. I'd rather invest in that. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. Who wants to smell a stamp? The stamp people. First of all, nobody mails letters. Do you think this is going to make them, you know... I could just send that email or I could mail it because now the letter is smelly. You know, people used to, you know, spritz perfume on love yeah, letters ladies. or whatever. Yeah, ladies. Yeah. Uh, nobody wanted that then. No one wants their mail what? to smell. Mail smelling is not a thing. Oh, my God. You want your mail to smell? If it's from a young lady that I'm dating, yes. No. Do you want your mail to smell? No. Okay. That's the Kirk. Do you want your mail to smell? Is this something you're like? And I mean M A I L. I know the confusion. You want your mail to smell? No. Okay. Uh, is that going to change your mind about going to the post office, uh, sending letters, receiving, getting mail? Are you going to suddenly be like, "Wow, the post office is viable again"? Probably not. No. no exactly. If it came with a free beer. Oh yeah. All I go and mail a letter. You pour me a good microbrew. Maybe we got something. You got something there. <laughs> So if it smells like food, all I'm I'm just pissed that I don't have that food. And if it smells like uh, like what daffodils or something, this smells like frozen treats. I want the frozen treat. Give me the frozen treat. By the way, did you see that they cross off forever? I don't know what that's about. Why it's still a forever stamp? Yeah, but it's not. The forever is crossed <clears throat> because it melts. It's a frozen treat. They're, it's a joke. Nice. June 20, I'll buy him a No, it's a fail. Because the other thing, if I say scratch and sniff stamps, even if if the 22-year-old out of college is going, (laughs) oh my gosh, I have to go to the post office now. They don't even know what the post office is. They don't know where it is. What is it? I don't know what it is. The post office? Even if they were going to do it, in your mind when you hear scratch and sniff stamps, you're not thinking frozen treats. What if they sold frozen treats at the post office as you scratch it off the stamp? Okay, maybe. I don't think it's still viable, uh, but it's better than this. But you're not thinking frozen treats. You're thinking post office smells. <laughs> you're thinking, okay, uh, scratch and sniff. What do you want? You want the mothball smells? Uh, the old dude yeah. with Ben Gay smell? See, you've been what that you old want? person now. What do you want? The um, That... Poop breath because they haven't brushed and flossed smell that old people get. Coffee. Uh, oh, here's our new uh, line of scratch and sniff. It's called uh, tainted dentures. Is that <laughs> good? What do you? Isn't this what you're thinking? Stale back government room. These are the smells you're thinking for the post office. What a collage. Stop. Oh, much much like TSA. The post office every day is thanking themselves that the VA is killing people. (laughs) If not for the VA killing people, 
Yep, the post office would be gone. By the way, they'll have a dedication ceremony in Austin's um, June 20th, 6 p.m. Central. June 20th? We got to go. It's Austin? It's Austin. I can get there. Okay. No, no, why don't we can. I'm going and I'm mocking them. Dedication ceremony for stamps. What are they dedicating? Do they break a bottle of wine over the stamps? It'll melt. Here's the stamps. Here they are. Oh, what a failure. And you know who's paying for this? I'm paying for this nonsense. (laughs) Stop. Ban the post office. You don't have to worry about this stuff. (laughs) This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Hashtag new stamp sent. Hashtag new stamp sent. That's S-C-E-N-T. Not like sent, like 14 cents or whatever. Hashtag new stamp. I'm just thinking maybe there's some suggestions for the post office. If they're going to go ahead and do scratch and sniff, some ones that would be appropriate. You're going to do like frosty treats or blueberry. Sorry, that's a failure. That's not going to work for the post office. Larky Farkin already tweeted out failure. <laughs> I got a couple of good ones. I like, have stained denture. <laughs> Should be dentures. Uh, Big Daddy was saying the only good scratch and sniff stamp is a tramp stamp. Hey oh, hey oh, a tramp. That's pretty funny. That's really well done, funny. Big Daddy. <laughs> we may have won. <laughs> Stinky tweeted out what I learned today. Story about a post office employee. <clears throat> Putting drugs or poison on a stamp in five, four, four three, three, two. You put the all on the stamp. Those would be the lick ones, I think, though, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hashtag new stamp sent. I don't know how well we'll do with it, but, you know, uh, spunky uh, bronuts, spunky, spunkin bronuts, rather, Jeffy's earwax, Ew. Larky Farkin. Do you like smell? Th- do you like to smell things? I do. <laughs> Speaking duck, modeling glue, scratch and sniff. What is that? Like glue sniffers. Oh. (laughs) Modeling glue always had a real strong, that was a good one. Uh, Beagle Fury, uh, teen spirit. Smells like teen spirit. You're not going to get that one. Oh, there it is. World of spots. He put one out and then put drops mic. Florida man. Hashtag new stamp scent. Florida man. Uh, Beagle Fury also with Royal Corgi. I like that one. TJ Toppin Anthrax. Ooh. That is edgy. Edgy. And I'm going to give you a retweet for that. Uh, let's see here. Speaking Duck also with Public Restroom. Depends what Public Restroom. I was thinking uh, Bus Station Bench. There's a set for you. Uh, Larky Farkin Government Brown Eye. TJ Toppin Gunpowder. Up. Uh, Garden urine from Lori D. Spoons, her Mojo Five O, and she has a picture of me uh, drinking an old fashioned. Ooh, that's a little old fashioned. 
It was, a, it was a sample old fashioned. Oh, okay, okay. But it was free booze to sample them all. So you sent you sample an old fashioned. Oh my gosh, we went down the line like trying to talk to everybody, doing like a Facebook live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hey, what do you got there? I'll try." Hey, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've only been doing this four minutes. I've had six drinks." I saw a lot of people were giving you food just because you had a camera on them. No, everything was food, not because you had a camera on them. They were just being more vocal about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much, so much food. Anyways, hashtag new stamp sense scent rather new stamp scent. Get them into us today. Uh, I got to tell you about uh, filter by filter B U I. They were at the uh, National Restaurant Association. Did they recognize show. you? No. Aww. Because we'd only met David, the owner of the yes. company. Did you say that? Did you drop name? So I walked down the aisle, right? And so they kind of group people together at the show. So if you're in there looking for a refrigerator or something for your restaurant, you don't have to go, okay, I'm going through all the bakery, the people at this, the chef, butcher. So you know. Oh, here's all the people. It's not 100%, but they're kind of, so you can kind of look in an area. So they had the like uh, non-specific restaurant stuff. I mean, these are air filters that work for your home or your business, whether it's a restaurant or factory, whatever. But it's not specific or as specific to restaurants. They had them kind of in a different aisle, like away from some of the other stuff. So I walked down, and there weren't a lot of people in this aisle at the moment, but I heard that they were there because Patrick goes, I saw the filter by, by people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I get over there. So I get like four booths away, and I go, Oh my gosh! It's one of my favorite companies. <laughs> I just start. Yeah, this reason I'm a little hoarse today. <laughs> I start yelling this, and the people there they're like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> it's like three younger people that work for Filter by really nice, but they're like, "Oh, like I had them worried." And I go, "I love you guys," and they're like, "Too enthusiastic, crazy Calm guy, down. loves We're us just too filters. much." We're fil- Yes, we do the best. They're amazing, but not <laughs> your. Bring it down. Bring it down a notch. So I go, you're right here. You're right here. I right was, now. and I got there. Like, oh, I love you guys, and they're like, oh, "Yay, so thanks!" And I just doubled down, and then I tripled down. It was like the Andy Kaufman where I wouldn't <laughs> let the cat out of the bag, and they're like, "Security, uh, Marge, call security." <laughs> and finally, one of them goes, "Great, why? <laughs> like, why? Like." We know, but why are you like so over the top? And I go, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm Doc. And they go, oh, my gosh. We heard you were here, whatever. Then they kind of got why I was screwing with them. They go, David loves you guys. And I go, we had him on the air. It's an awesome company. You know, you got the thing done. So go to filterbuy.com, filterbui.com and try it today. It really is an amazing company, and I do love them. They're uh, Proud sponsor of the program. People have uh, purchased and signed up for the auto delivery, so they're thrilled. Thank you so much for for supporting them. But it's also a company that I'm a little jealous that they were able to come up with. (laughs) Filter Buy is really cool. You get the best quality air filters anywhere for your home HVAC system. That's your heating and cooling system to protect your furnace and filter out that outside air and contaminants and you know make your air as clean as possible to breathe in. But you're getting a better standard quality than you get elsewhere for a much better price. It is going to save you so much money and time and headache and hassle. Go to filterbuy.com and they'll give you an extra 5% off if you sign up for auto delivery today at filterbuy.com. Nailed awesome it. stuff. And no promo code. Ha! I'm good to go. <laughs> Dude, it was so funny as we were screaming in there. And yeah, by the way, I'm a little bit hoarse. And some people said I'm a little triggered today. Why? 
you said some people were questioning him a little. Uh, oh yes, uh, spunking Brutus, whatever. Do you gotta <laughs> fix that? Uh, says what I learned. Doc Thompson seems a little bit cranky this morning for an old white guy who met at a Chicago out alive. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to go ahead and give you that. I'm just a little frustrated about the TSA stuff. Plus, I have had about, in the last 36 hours, about an hour and a half sleep on the plane. Whose fault is that? Oh, it's mine. I'm not. Okay. Hold hold on. Hold it. Because you're getting a little triggered there. I was not blaming anyone else. That was not. No. I take full responsibility, Good. much like Obama took full responsibility for many things. Oh, then no. No, I. it's my fault. I booked a lot. Yes, they pushed it, got delayed a little bit. I'm not even blaming him for that because it still would have only been like an hour. But uh, it's just a fact. So I'm a little bit a little bit crusty today. I'm going to go ahead and give you that. Uh, you got conservative chick tweeting out what I learned today. Did I hear correctly? Chris finds talking to his audience too much work. We could fix that <laughs> for him by just going away. Right. Here's right. the thing. It takes a lot of computers and people talking. And, and you know what? Mordecai brought a good point. Why call? Mm-hmm. What can you tweet? Oh, I'm just saying if people do want to talk a little bit later. Sometimes. I get it. But it's 2018, baby. Doesn't Phones it feel better to dead. Like, get it off your chest when you call like you actually speak, you know? No. No? You got you 200 so? and what? So you text your therapist? Yes. Actually... Thank you for saying that. There's a bill in America about this. Oh, you could text no. your therapist. <laughs> and, you ther- and I see it. it like it, for a full hour session? Well, it, it goes in and out. So, for example, like if I feel real blue right now, I'd be like, oh, I feel so blue right now. I need some help. And then it's so cool. I Even so- if you're feeling down because it's your fault. It's not triggered by somebody mm-hmm. else. You can just go and you're feeling blue. Yeah, you can text. So even if you blew yourself yep. and you're feeling down, yes. you can text them. Yes. Even if someone else didn't trigger yes. you. It's, it's all so on cool. me. It's, I know yes. that. I blew myself. Yes, you I, blew yourself. I made myself you know, kind of down yes. in the dumps. I can text yes. them. Yes. It's so wow. cool. And I know what they're doing. They're targeting the millennials. They're targeting millennials. Right. They, they don't want to talk. Actually, you know what? That is kind of cool for just a moment or two. Because, I mean, I, I know a lot of us have struggled at times. We're just like, hey, I'm going through a divorce. I need to talk to somebody. And you have just a, boy, I could just use a, you know, just a, someone, hey, it's okay. Maybe it's think like, about It's like this. Teladoc. We have Teladoc in this company. Okay, I'll give you that. It's just like that. So I'm at the uh, National Restaurant Association show. Okay. I'm going through some emails. And uh, Chris sends me a story. Oh, gosh. What did I do? And well, it, Did I misinterpret another no, one? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He, said, be saw, he said, we should talk about this. The 10 jobs most likely to attract sociopaths. Yes. Uh, excuse me, psychopaths. Psychopaths. 10 professions in the world that are top of the list that attract psychopaths. Now, psychopath is a designation specifically laid out. Uh, is that the crazies? Mental, yeah, and it's you got social sociopaths and psychopaths and whatever. I get them confused. They're all slightly different. Not all psychopaths are going to cut you up and eat you. It okay. puts the lotion on its skin. Not everybody is going to make a, a Chris suit out of you. All right, <laughs> but they have the foundation to be one of those people. Okay, okay. So, what are the professions that lend themselves to? Psychopaths. Number two, chefs. Ooh. 
I was at the NRA with Chef Patrick. And my a bunch friend, of other chefs. And a bunch of other chefs. Number two on the left, chefs. And I was like, well, okay, great. Number one on the list, civil servants. Ooh. TSA and half Government. the city of Chicago. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is this is fun. Who else is on the list? Um, you say psychopaths, right? Psychopaths. And you got civil servants, number one. Number two, chef. Who else is on the list? Uh, celebrities? That's not really a profession. Oh, it's not? <clears throat> actor? Okay. Uh, let me see here. Not actor, but uh, media. Okay. That's us. That would be number eight Whoa. for media. Uh, and journalist is also on the list. They uh, they list them separate. What about... Uh, and jur- journalist would be number five. What about... Oh, I just had it. Oh, man. So you got chef, number two. You got civil servant, number Doctors. one. Uh, doctor is on the list. Surgeon made number six. If I get that right, list of these. Number six, uh, yes. Specifically surgeon, though. And we've talked about some of these surgeon. lists before, but surgeon. Well, I wonder why. Um, oh, I'm thinking if you're a doctor, you probably, I think surgeons probably have that extra little bit of douchiness. You got to remember, a lot of this comes from ego. Either they become Psychopath. this profession. No, but they, be, they yeah. go into this field because of their ego. In their mind, what is like the greatest, you know, it's a, there's a strong ego connection to this. They do that. Um, and also because of control and power. Oh, so okay. So something that is, you know, seen as, ta-da, doctor. Then you got to have and their power and police officer, firefighters, and ambulance people. Number four, police officer. Uh, what were the other firefighter? Not firefighter honest. or ambulance people. Well, uh, the top 10, only mm. police, number four. So here we go. We got civil servant, mm-hmm. which there's some overlap there. Mm-hmm. Chef, still need number three. Number four, cops. Number five, <clears throat> journalist. Okay. Number six, surgeon. Uh, need number seven still. Number eight, media. And we need nine and ten. Number three, clergy. What are All those? Uh, priests, ministers, oh, pastors. The clergy. Oh, okay, got it. Clergy, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Power, respect, authority. Um, what a... CEOs? No, that's CEO. not... CEO. Oh, okay. Number 10. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That, that's because I'm going here for, for power. The people that you know, right. have all that power. And the one uh, everybody, I'm sure, is screaming right now, number nine, is lawyer. Lawyer, yeah. Lawyers, even more than doctors, in my limited exposure, are so incredibly arrogant. Oh, yeah. You got to call them Esquire. No. <laughs> Esquire, not um, not all of them. I mean, obviously, no. you have some good ones. I've I've met uh, some lawyers that are that are just good. And we guys. have lawyers here every Monday. So. We have, we have some. No, and they're they're, <laughs> they're good great. guys too. Yeah. There's some, but I would say in general, you're probably going to have a little bit of a you know, little ego going. But listen, what we do, you got to have a little bit of ego, and that's fine. I get that. It's when they um when they take it to that next level. I'm Lynn you know? chasers. No, when they're just like. They know better than you. And, oh. and listen, I mean, to go through law school and pass the bar, amazingly difficult. Good job. Good uh, no, job. I mean, really difficult to yeah. do. But taste, take it down a notch. <laughs> and then the one on the list, number seven. Okay. 
Then at first glance, you go, what? Till you really start thinking about it. Retail. Oh, you're so close. Hone it down. Mm. What do retail sell? There it is. Sell people? Salesmen, salespeople. Psychopath? Psychopaths. Is it because they're driven? Like, I need to close, I need to close, I need to close? Um, probably par- partially driven. Okay. Um, if you're a salesperson, you're probably not leading with, how can I help people? No, 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 no. Right? You, you got money on the line. Not that there's anything no, wrong with that. We lead with money. I mean, right. Well, we a lot of money. us. Are, you need money to get your family to, right? You like money? <laughs> I like money. <laughs> but they talk about uh, shamelessness, relentless desire, uh, stepping over others to get ahead, Individ- oh. individual rather than team players. Yes. They said those are all huge indicators of psychopaths. It puts you in that arena. Again, not all. Not all, but yeah. Are, but, but I could see the last two that you said, uh, not being a team player and stepping over people. Mm. Salesman, if I need to close that deal, I'm sorry. You better get out of my way. And good for you. Good for you. Because if the other salesman cannot close it, you better close that deal. Right. A, B, C. Always be closing. Yeah. Right? A, always. B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. You got to get it done. Interesting list, though. Very interesting. Now, think about the people you know in your life, right? Uh, I'm already thinking about them. Right. Am I right? Oh, yeah. This list is pretty accurate. Yep. Yep. Um, what other professions? I mean, teacher. I, I would have thought maybe a really? teacher. Teacher? Control. Power. Not- Okay, when you say teacher, are you talking about like K through 12? So I'm thinking professor. Now, professor, yes. Teacher, not yet. I would say... Like teacher could be the gateway drug, too. I would say a greater percentage of professors probably are psychopaths than K through 12 teacher. Yeah. But there's a lot of K through 12 type, K through 12 teachers that have that control. They, they want to tell the kids what to do. Dude, this is the reason you got so many of them that are diddling the kids. Oh. especially the females it's about power control and attention i don't know if you know this about women and men women and men um desire sex for different reasons <laughs> i don't know if you know this it's slightly this. different right i do know this. men are um are wanting to hook up because they want to have sex immediate and they, yes they want to have sex they want to have sex now and then they want you to go away yes it's about the sex. Yes. It is about the physical sex. Instant. Right. There may be a little dance leading up to it that uh, that helps sweeten the pot, so to speak, but it's about the sex. Let's get to the show. There could be some appetizers along the way. There could be some uh, minor bouts on the card, but ultimately, it's the main event. The big daddy, the big mm. dog. We're no going dessert. to the show. We're skipping dessert. Go, baby. Go. Get it done. And... Now we're out. I yep. want a pizza and a beer. We're done. Women, it's about me and how I feel and the bigger thing and the emotion and the touching and the sensing and the being build up and the whatever and the blah, 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 and so many words, right? That's part of it. So you think, really? All of these female teachers, it is a damn epidemic. In <laughs> fact, there are, I haven't even checked the statistics and I guarantee you this is true. I guarantee that there are more female teachers yes. getting busted yes. for hooking up with students than there are people murdering in schools. Students yep. murdering in schools. Yep. We had this nutcase kid last week 
Murder 10 people in Texas? Yes. There are more females hooking up. And and no one cares about that, right? So that. why are they doing it, Chris? Are they doing it because I just wanted to have sex with that young buck? Not buck sex, then I mean that a young, young kid, right? Maybe they want to have sex with buck. I don't know. I just didn't want to miss misspeak. Are they doing it for that reason? No. They're doing it for power. Yeah. Look at me. I was not... The homecoming queen. Mm. I was not the prom queen. How come Janet Snogglestein? She was the one who always had to be. I'm a teacher now, and now I've come into my own sexuality. They want the hot teacher, and they're getting attention and its power and authority. It's not about love. It's not even about the sex. It's about power and authority, money. Now the male teachers—they're just trying to diddle the young ones. That's all. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag What I Learned Today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Just in case you haven't heard, we are the number seven ranked show among Filipino tilt-a-roll operators. So, there you have it. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. New stamp scent. Conspiracy, says Marcus. Ooh, I like that. I'm starting to think of something about spying. I like failure, whoever put failure out there. Oh, what about deficit? Ooh, there you go. Something like that? Because, you know, they're in in the red by... Hundreds of billions of dollars now. I think it's hundreds of billions. Uh, new stamp sent. Hashtag new stamp sent from Florida.man.com. The blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't be a sheep. Fresh new money. <laughs> DJ Toppin. Uh, I would think aromatherapy would be well represented. Oh, of course. Old non <laughs> old slip shoe from Six Simper Titanic. Yes. I think they were like playing off a six emperor Tyrannus. Okay. Incompetence with a fringe of apathy from Stephen English. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that one's going to get a retweet. Uh, let's see. What else you got? Hashtag new stamp sent. Get him in. We'll get this thing going. Martin says freedom. Freedom. Drained swamp from Stephen English. Bog of eternal stench. Ooh, I like that. Try new bog of eternal stench. New stamp sent from the United States Postal Service. Your tax dollars from Kool-Aid drinker. Uh, oh, this is good from Stinky. Clever, clever. Ready? You okay. ready to smell this? I got it. Escargot. Escargot. What is that? Hashtag new stamp sent. No, I know, but what's the smell? Get it? I don't get it. What is it? Escargot. Escargot. Escargot? Escargot. What is it? I don't know. It's a menu item. What is it, Kirk? Snail. Right. Oh, nice. See, they're slow. They don't deliver mm. it snail mail. Yeah. You didn't know what escargot is? No. There you 88 Oldsmobile from TMB Saddle Tramp. <laughs> Liberal Tears from Stephen English. Wet Cardboard Box from Rants Out, Out Loud. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Regret and Bad Decisions from P.A. Jackhole. Uh, all right, get him in. Hashtag new 
Stamp said, oh, rants out loud. Venezuelan dash hound stew. <laughs> Ooh, I will- Shot in New Hampshire, Michael Moore. I would like this nice stew right now. Trigglypuff Breeze from TMB Humble Egotist Jack Hole. <laughs> You're always going to get a retweet with Trigglypuff. That's going to be a, that's gonna oh, be yeah, a go-to. Trigglypuff is- always going to make me laugh, much like Cornhole. <laughs> All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Uh, so Supreme Court ruled on the class action suit for um, uh, workers. Did you see that yesterday? No, I didn't. Down? No. All right. This is pretty significant in the world of business. We'll talk about it coming up and I'll lay out some of the details of it. But bottom line is um, Supreme Court got another one right. I don't know what's going on, but let's see what's happening. All right. What's this from Bombshot? Bombshot. So Bombshot is back, baby. And if you... They have this is a new thing they're coming, not yet, but they want people to get ready. This is the hat that Bomb you will get hat. once you buy six packs of bomb shots. You get one of these free hats. It's a nice looking hat. Let it me is see. a nice hat. Look, bomb shot loaded with lip balm, not buckshot. And they got their little logo on yes. there. Yes, by the way, I traveled. How was it? I traveled and specifically had it on me and threw it in the bin both ways to Chicago and back to Dallas. They didn't say a thing. Nice. So I was fine with it. Balm Shot is a great story. Just go to balmshot.com. Use the promo code DOC, and you'll get an extra Balm Shot when you order. And like you said, coming soon, when you order more, they'll give you the three free hat as well. It's like lip balm, but better, because it's in a better applicator. It started with the shotgun shell. Balm like lip balm, shot like shotgun. Balmshot.com. Promo code DOC. Order some today. You'll love it. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson. All right, lots of other things going on other than the uh, the weekend trip that I had to uh, the National Restaurant Association show. Um, I was there with Spoonie. Uh, Chef Patrick has the new platform. It'll eventually be a 24-hour radio food network, which is really cool. And everybody got it, man. It was it was so cool to see people getting behind it. They're like, wait a minute. What do you got going on? And I just said I'm going to help him out. Brad Stagg said he'd help as well because he's got a man in this booth. You know, and try to get people, and we did a bunch of interviews and helped them do some of those or whatever and set it up, because he's launching in a few weeks. If you would, go to Spoonie.com. Spoon, like Spoon, you're eating with Spoon, add a Y to it, Spoonie.com, and uh, give him your email address so he can let you know when it's up and launched. You'll love it. It'll be big fun. But really cool stuff, people talking about, like some Building America type stuff. Oh, that's you know, A lot cool. of clients and a lot of cool products. So Spoonie.com, it'll be almost all, you know, it's all going to be under the umbrella of food and restaurant, food service industry. But it'll be like we talked to Chef Patrick. Sometimes it's more of a business aspect. Sometimes it's recipes. Sometimes it's just cool stuff about food in the news. But if you would, please go to Spoonie.com and, and just give me your email address. He's not going to spam you with a bunch of stuff or anything like that. I, and I realized when I was there, all of our clients could have been there. Next year, if we're in there, I'm going to see if 
I'll go and help represent them and, you know, tell people about the cool products. Like iTarget Pro could have been there. Oh, wow. You just got a big captive audience there that would like to hear about this stuff, even in Chicago. Can you imagine? Yeah. Right? You're talking about the product. You get to dry fire with the stuff. Mm. In Chicago, trust me, you need iTarget Pro. (laughs) iTarget Pro is a system that allows you to essentially dry fire anywhere and tell what you would have hit. If you go to the range, you could fire live, of course. There's other places. Maybe you have woods or something like that. You go and fire, and you could see what you hit. Unless you're so far off, you don't even know where it went. That's going to be a problem for you. But at home, unless you want to shoot through the wall or something, you're not actually firing. You're dry firing. You're just shooting, and you're going, okay, I'm pretty good. I'm practicing. You're getting some help, but you don't know where it went. With the iTarget Pro system, use a little laser round you put in the gun, and therefore... You can see where it hits via the proprietary app that you put on your phone. All you have to do is go to itargetpro.com, the letter I, targetpro.com, buy the system, out the door, if you use the promo code DOC, it's going to cost you around 80-some dollars. Okay, perfect example. <coughs> Membership and a range fee, 30 bucks, okay? Wow, right so there. So you already lost 30 bucks 30 bucks, bucks right there. Ammo for 1,000 rounds, mm-hmm. $149. Okay, that's pricey. What kind of gun was that? Do we that's a 9 mil. Okay. And that's the one you know they they, they have for. So you're at 180 bucks right there. So you said, you said 150 plus 30. 150 plus 30. 100. Wow. And so gas is 289 right now. Gas time, whatever. So you can still do some of that, but if for one month you say I'm not going to go to the range, you actually one fire. trip, you're going to save money and you'll be able to pay for the iTarget yep. Pro system and uh, target practice all the time. You're going to be better. ItargetPro.com promo code DOC. Joining us now, Steve Moore, Senior Economic Contributor at FreedomWorks. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. I got so tired during the Obama administration of hearing a little bit of spin about energy. And he was a genius about saying this. He was clearly, if you went prior to him being president, anti-nuclear energy, power, weapons, anything nuclear, he was out. Yet during the campaign and during his presidency, he kept saying, uh, we got to do things different and we got to look at all options. Everything's on the table, nuclear, uh, coal, it's all. But not everything was really on the table, was it? Well, no, look, I mean, there was an assault against fossil fuels, clearly under uh, Barack Obama, not just Barack Obama, the entire left. They, I mean, think about this. Uh, the, the left is against nuclear power. They're against coal. They're against oil. They're against natural gas. They're against hydropower. What's left? Which, by the way, those, those all account for about ninety-five percent of our energy. Right. <laughs> so the only thing that they're the only thing that they're for is uh, solar and wind power, which are the two that are by far, by far the least economical and heavily subsidized. So, um, you know, one of the points I was making in my recent article is, you know, we are now. Uh, at a point where, well, there's good news, by the way. Let's start with the good news. That okay. By the end of this year, uh, or early next year, the United States of America will be the number one um, oil and gas producer in the world, which is wow. amazing. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, and that's because of the shale oil and gas revolution, which actually ironically began about 10 years ago. Uh, Obama did everything he possibly could to stop it, but it's a force of nature. Uh, it's all due to, you know, American ingenuity. And that, that's a good news story. Now, the bad news is that um, because of all these regulations and uh, at, the, at the local and state level, you see, by the way, it's just as a side. I mean, I do a lot of work on state policy, what states are doing. I think I saw last week maybe 
what is the single stupidest policy by a state that I've seen in 30 years. You know what I'm talking about? What's that? Uh, California. <laughs> of course it comes from California, oh, right? the solar yeah, panels. California, California oh my is gosh. mandating that people put solar powers on the roof of every new house in the state of California. That will, wow. by some estimates, raise the cost of every new home in California by $15,000. That is a tax um, and then, and this is the state that's the biggest housing crisis in America. They don't have any affordable housing. Uh, how are low-income people going to afford another $15,000 for a house? And that's one of the claims, obviously, for people on the left. They're constantly like, we, we have this housing crisis. We can't afford them as it is. Houses in California, shacks cost a fortune. And now you're yeah. adding even more money. And Steve, the part that frustrates me, this drives me up the wall. I love the concept of solar power. Solar power, to me, the concept and the ability to pull that off is absolutely my favorite without, beyond every other form of energy because you're just grabbing it right out of the air. The problem is it's not as viable as it needs to be to be a major contributor to our power needs. No, it can be it can be a niche form of energy. Sure. Obviously, you live in Phoenix, or if you live in you know some parts of California where the sun shines all the time, solar power can make a lot of sense. So, like I'm from Chicago, you think you can use solar power in Chicago? You know, right, it right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, the sun doesn't shine uh, a lot in Chicago. So uh, it depends on where you live. But this idea that we're going to get you know fifty and sixty percent of our energy from solar power and wind power in the next 20 years is ridiculous. Last year, despite all the subsidies, you know what, you want to take a wild guess of what percentage of our electricity production in America came from solar power? Uh, 7%. One. 1%? 1%. So it's, wow. it's trivial. It's, it's trivial. And, and so, uh, but the big issue that, uh, that I was addressing was what's happening now with coal and nuclear. Nuclear energy is a really good form of uh, electricity production, by the way. It doesn't, it's pretty uh, economical. It does, if you're worried about global warming, I'm not a fanatic about global warming, but if you are, uh, nuclear power emits no carbon emissions, right? You would think, by the way, this is the thing that has always confused me is why is the left against nuclear power? Yeah, I never got that either. That was an odd one. I mean, nuclear power, If you it, let's say that it was absolutely true, and I don't believe this to be true, that you know, in 50 and 75 years we're all going to be underwater and the polar ice caps are going to melt and all of this because <laughs> of our use of fossil. Let's say that were true. Then the, uh, but yet we have an industrial society, right? We still, we're still going to produce things. We have an $18 trillion economy in the United States. We have to get a, a energy. The solution would be obvious. It wouldn't be to put windmills all over the country. I mean, you wouldn't have any countryside left. The solution would be to build, build 100 nuclear power plants. We'd have all the energy we need, and yet we're shutting down our nuclear power plants. And I think that's penny wise and pound foolish. I think, you know, if they say, well, they're not as economical as they were because natural gas is so cheap. And by the way, I love. Natural gas is a, is a great form of electric production. We are moving aggressively towards natural gas. But um, we're shutting down these nuclear plants around the country. And I'm really worried about that because I think we may rue the day when we do that because, you know, once you shut down a nuclear plant, you can't just fire it back up again. The yield and from nuclear why- is really high, too. There's a lot of power. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can generate a lot, a lot of electric power. For, and then uh, we're, some, we're also shutting down some of our coal plants. I mean, it's odd because we're actually, you know, we're producing a lot of coal, but we're also some of the 
plants are being shut down. And, and my only point is, you know, these nu- nuclear power and coal are two of the most reliable forms of electric production. I, you know, one other thing I would say, it's, it's interesting. When I go on college campuses and I, uh, you know, I speak about this subject, I wrote this book called Fueling Freedom about the shale oil and gas revolution. And I ask these kids, because they think it's so wonderful to use renewable energy. You know, that's where should we go? You know, let's go green. I always say to these kids, even at the top schools, Princeton, Harvard, Duke, Northwestern, I say, do you know where you get your electricity from? And these kids look at me with this expression like, yeah, you know, of course we know where we get it from. It comes right out of that soccer, right out of right, the wall. That's right in the wall. It's right there. Uh, yeah, there's a unicorn behind there that's producing electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, most people have no idea. And, and we do get a lot of our uh, energy from And even if you wanted to use wind and solar power, which, you know, in some cases can make sense, uh, you have to have a coal plant to back it up. Right, because what happens when the sun doesn't shine? What time happens when the wind isn't, you know, blowing? Uh, and so uh, we, I'm hoping that we don't make mistakes where the lights actually go out. And we have brownouts and blackouts, because sure. that would be an economic and, and health catastrophe. It's funny. I think to your question about why the left, and it's always been a puzzle or a question of mine as well, why they hate nuclear. I think it's um, it comes from number one being against nuclear weapons back in the day, and this was an easy transfer. And I will give them a little bit that the early days of nuclear that spent fuel is a problem. What are you going to do with it? You have to seal it somehow, whatever. However, nuclear plants now use up almost all of that fuel. The amount of radioactive waste is so small. Well, that's right. That's right. Look, every form of electric power has some, you know, negative consequences, right? I mean, uh, whether you use oil, gas, coal, every one of them has, has, uh, has consequences that you have to deal with. But, you know, the thing about a nuclear plant is, let's say you wanted to provide electric power for Manhattan, right? Now, you could, so let's use wind power. Okay, if you use wind power, you're going to have to pave the entire state of Connecticut over with wind farms to be able to provide enough electricity for the, for the city of New York. Or you could build one nuclear plant that is the size of maybe a football you know, field, and you've got your electric power. So just from the standpoint of using land, uh, and nuclear power makes a lot of sense. No, of course, there's, you know, the problem with nuclear power, I think, that happened was, was a real turning point was that accident that happened in Japan. Yeah. Remember, what was that? With the, uh, when they had the tsunami and then they had the nuclear accident. And people, look, people are rightly, you know, frightened about that kind of thing. Uh, you know, we had, uh, we had uh, obviously what happened in Chernobyl and things like that. But the, most of those things happened uh, a while back, and most of them were due to faulty design of the plants. We haven't really had a major nuclear plant, uh, you know, uh, accident in the United States. Even, even what was a Three Mile Island? Yeah. That was that was minor in the in the grand scheme of things. I mean, remember people thought, "Oh my God, everything's going to melt." Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a kind of minor incident. So, how's the Trump administration on this stuff now? How is he when it comes to uh, coal and nuclear and some of these others that have been poo pooed well, so Trump long? Trump is all in. Trump is all in on the oil and gas revolution and coal. You know, remember I used to travel. You know, I worked for him on the campaign, and uh, we used to go to a lot of these coal towns that were decimated by Obama. Your regulation. I mean, whole towns were destroyed by uh, by Obama's regulatory jihad against coal. And remember Hillary. Remember what Hillary said during the campaign: "You elect me, I'm going to put every coal miner in America out of business." That's right. Uh, these are these are the humanitarians on the left, right? <laughs> right, and, right. Uh, you know, so coal, coal is actually making a bit of a comeback. Uh, actually, under under Trump. We by the way, we have 500 years of the coal. 
we're the, we are the Saudi Arabia of coal. So we should be using our coal. We're exporting it. Um, and Trump is all in on the oil and gas revolution. And look, we have a, we have a very, it's a, it's a great situation. We have, I used to say to Donald Trump, you know, sir, if we do, if we promote our American energy, we can be the energy, an energy independent country. And he'd turn to me, Steve, not energy independent. I want energy dominance. <laughs> yeah. Dominance. And, yeah, you know, Steve, we, you're we right. Have a, yeah, we you, have the capability of doing that. Yeah, so you, you laid out, okay, number one, we're going to be the number one oil and gas producer very soon. Yep. And we're, yep. <clears throat> we've are we been close to that for a while. Uh, when it comes to coal, forget about it. I mean, we win. Done. Hands down. Yeah. So just those two things, which are still some of the primary, if not the two, three main primary source of energy worldwide, it's ours. We're there. We not only need to be energy independent and bring those prices down for manufacturing and use that as the economic tool. We need to use it as an economic tool as we export this stuff to other countries. Well put. And now people listening to this are probably thinking the number one energy issue for Americans right now is why, why are gas prices rising, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've seen uh, prices rise. And that is the re- reason why we need to produce more of our own elect- uh, energy, because what's going on is Saudi Arabia is still, you know, a major, major producer of, of oil. By the way, OPEC really doesn't exist anymore. OPEC is basically Saudi Arabia. And so what's what's happened in the last, uh, you know, six months to a year, Saudi Arabia has has turn the spigots off, not completely. They're reducing their supply. Why are they doing that? Because they want to drive up the world price, and they've successfully done that. Well, we don't want to be, I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember the 1970s. Oh, yeah. You know, and in the 70s, we had gas lines. We had the price of oil would go, you know, they could they really control the world. They had every country in the world at, at knife's edge. Well, the more we've produced... Now we're not so susceptible to that kind of thing. But let's let's make Saudi Arabia and Iran and uh, you know Russia. Let's make them insignificant by just producing more and more of our own energy. And that's the solution to this. We can do it. Uh, we have no shortage of this stuff. Every I mean, what's going on in Texas and their Permian Basin right now? It's awesome. Oh, we're yeah. producing so much oil out there, and, and as the price has gone up. They're just they're drilling everywhere there now. I predict on this show, you know, in six months that price of oil is going to come back down because there's just a lot of production going on in U.S. of A. Awesome, that's great, Steve. Thanks for the update. I really appreciate it, Steve Mar, Senior okay. Economic Tributor, FreedomWorks. Have a good day, buddy. Have a great Have a great week. Take care. So you don't remember the 1970s? So I do not. You don't remember them? No. Hmm. You don't remember the 1980s, do you? No. Okay, very good. I was born in 89. Yeah. So the 1970s, it wasn't just, it wasn't gas price, whatever. It was a gas shortage. Okay. And that's the thing you have to remember. Like a legit gas shortage. <laughs> yes. Not, people were not giving us gas. We did not have gas. Wow. So, I mean, some areas that were more harder hit, some were less hard hit. Mm-hmm. But for a couple of years, there were gas lines. Because there were, you know, now there's gas stations everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, there were fewer gas stations. Those gas stations, no gas, no gas, wow. no gas. That's pretty cool. So it wasn't even a price. The it, it was scary. You, you're going. What, what do I do? I got to drive. I'm I'm heading here. I'm heading there. Whatever. There's no gas. What do I do? Uh, nothing. You <laughs> sat at the gas station. Wow. There's just there's nothing you could do. So imagine being that controlled. Uh, imagine you being that controlled. You're yeah. driving down. You can't go anywhere. Mm. It limits everything. Imagine you got a delivery business or a business that relies on delivering stuff. What about if you're waiting for a shipment of everything? It stops everything. It touches all of this. Wow. So to Steve's point, if you can get to that point where you say not only are we number one in coal, which we have been, 
And, I mean, China has coal. North Korea, it's one of the few things they have. They have coal. Yeah. Some other places um, do well with it. We are it when it comes to coal. And there are still a lot of coal power plants around. Number one still for us. And oil. We're quickly becoming number one in oil. Natural gas, we've always done well. Now's the time you put that distance between you and everybody else. It's not a matter of saying, okay, we're doing fine. No. You need dominance, as he said. I mean, complete and utter dominance. If you believe America does things better, if you believe America is better at protecting personal freedoms, albeit, yes, we are under constant attack about it. But are we still the best about that? In general, are we still the freest? Oh, yeah. Do we, are, do we still believe and support capitalism more than others? Yes. Well, then we need complete and utter dominance. Because then we control. You can use, we can use economics to force some of these other countries into acting certain ways. That's pretty it cool. worked with Iran. It worked with North Korea. We let them off the hook with stuff. But it works. And in the meantime, you grow America's economic power. All of these companies. Trump's battling tariffs right now? Yep. <laughs> okay, if he's using that as a bargaining chip, all right, great, I get it. You got to be careful with that stuff, but all right, let's see what happens with it. But when you negotiate from a position of power, listen, we, we got all the coal. We got all the oil. Natural gas, it's ours. What are you going to do? Go ahead, put up some more windmills. <laughs> <laughs> see, how, see how that works for you, right? Yep. You negotiate from a position of power. That's where we need to be. Steve was real smart about that. Quick break. Back with more in just a minute on The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on The Blaze Radio Network. appropriation yes please this is the morning blaze we are so close to getting so many things right in america right now i mean yeah we overall still have the the same safe space uh hand wringing snowflakes out there yeah but you're gonna see some of that stuff change and flip around as the economy does better because people are going to leave them behind. And if the economy, so let's say it's rolling for a little while, people are doing well, and then all of a sudden it starts to contract and drink, all that stuff's going to go away. Oh, yeah. People are tired of that stuff. We, it has been so long since we've really seen the economy boom. We had some of the tech stuff in the late 90s and during the early days of the George W. Bush administration. But we're really talking close to 20, maybe more than 20 years of any type of, of like, uh, economic, like, just boom. And people want it. We may be on the verge of that right now. Yeah, you got a couple of people tweeting out what I learned today, especially the new hashtag that you threw out there. Uh, new stamp smell by Lori D. Lump of uh, coal. Uh, new stamp scent. Oh, sorry. New stamp scent, scent. by Lori D. Lump of coal. Lump of coal. I like it. Uh, you got another one saying Mahaki equipment bag. What? Hockey equipment bag. Oh, hockey equipment bag. Yeah. I think they said my hockey. I was like, what? <laughs> hockey equipment bag. Uh, pizza. Pizza. Oh, I may be on that one. That's you may the C42, same pizza. All right. Uh, grilled unicorn, a Florida man. <laughs> you know what you do with that? 
Whatever old scent you have laying around, just pour it on and go. Call it unicorn. <laughs> call it some, call it Loch Ness monster. Ness. Call it Bigfoot. Um, oh, I like this one. Kool Aid with a C. Teen spirit, not team. Teen. I spirit. that one. That's like smells like Teen Spirit. That's the you said um, Team Spirit. No, man. I said Teen. That's the uh, the song from the nineties. Smells like Teen Spirit mm, from Nirvana. Okay. You know which one? I question whether or not they should use. Genesis 950. Oh, here's okay. the thing. I like the smell of Genesis 950. It, it's good, but it is certainly better than, than pet funk, right? Or pee. Or pet urine. That's going to be a lesser popular one. But I say let's hold off on the Genesis 950 because not everybody loves the smell. No. Most people have liked it or loved it, but there's been a couple that have said, I don't love the smell. Yeah, especially one of the girls. She said she didn't like the smell, but the end results... She's like, oh my gosh, it works great. I got to do this. Or don't be like Keith and just clean one corner, clean the whole carpet. Absolutely. It works. Genesis 950 is a cleaner that comes concentrated, so you dilute it yourself as the directions indicate. But it works on multi-surfaces. It works on your countertops, your cabinets. It'll work on your floors in the bathroom. You can wash your clothes with it. It cleans the carpets like, like nobody's business. It also cleans carpets, and you can use it in the machines. It works great. Genesis950.com. Specializing in getting rid of that pet funk smell that even if you don't think you have, trust me, you have. Dogs, cats, ferrets, you have a funk in your apartment or house. Go to Genesis950.com. Order today. Genesis950. Promo code BLAZE. Order it. Genesis950. Nailed it. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. So the Supreme Court handed down another decision yesterday. I want to explain a little bit about what's going on here and why it was the right decision. And this is one of those that when you hear it, if you are somebody who loves freedom and money, what was that? Thank you. That you may say they got it wrong. And I'm here to tell you they didn't. By the way, we've got some other uh, rulings that are yet to come down in the next month. Supreme Court wraps up just before the 4th of July holiday, uh, end of June. And so what happens is after they've heard those oral arguments and they write their decisions over you know, the, the months after it, they start coming out slowly. And then by the, the last month, usually you get a couple of them. And there's a couple big ones yet to come down. This one has to do with class action lawsuits. Class action lawsuits, groups of people suing an entity or entities as a group. Specifically, class action lawsuit bought by or brought by employees against a business. Okay. That says, let's say, me and you and Kirk Jones and uh, Mordecai and Keith and Pat Gray, and we all get together and we sue the company 
together. Okay. Class action. Maybe uh, multiple companies, but this company for the same purpose. We were all discriminated uh, because of this. Okay. Or that uh, door that always shocks us when we open it and we all have long lasting effects because of we it. We do. All kinds PTSD of different things. From that right? door. It really does. It's horrible. You know, a class action suit. The Supreme Court ruled that it is legal for companies to say, if you want to work here, sign this legislation or sign this list, sign this contract that says you will not take part in a class action lawsuit and will only um, agree to have any disagreements heard via arbitration. Okay. Arbitration different than you know, legal action, uh, lawsuit, different than a lawsuit. The way this is being spun in the media in some cases by leftist pro-union people is that companies can now run roughshod over employees because they can force you to go to arbitration. Okay. That they could say, you almost like the Supreme Court has ruled you can't sue companies. That is not the case. It's saying that it's legal for a company to say, if you want to work here and there's ever a dispute, we'll go to arbitration. Some companies, when you start there, they're like, okay, Chris, welcome aboard. Um, we decided to hire you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, apparently, we didn't do a lengthy enough background check, so <laughs> we've decided to hire you. Oh, thank and you based on our limited knowledge of your creepiness in the past, um, is, uh, is $200,000 a year good? Is oh, that yes. fine salary? Yes, good, that's good. A, that's a, and here's your, we have a 401k. Here's oh, the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the form you fill out if you want direct deposit. Okay. And you go through all this, and here's our benefits plan. And um, I, we're going to need a copy of your resume. Fill out this application still. Okay. And here's the form for arbitration. Oh. And what this means is when you sign this, mm-hmm. that if there's ever a dispute with the company, mm-hmm. you won't sue us. We won't sue you. It'll be uh, dis- decided by arbitration. Okay. And what that means is we'll sit down with an official arbiter. And we discuss. And we discuss it. And um, some people don't like it. They claim that arbitration... Forces? No, that it sides uh, more often with the business mm. and therefore employees get sk- uh, sued. It doesn't matter for the purpose of the Supreme Court ruling. Um, and by the way, if you want to work here, you're going to sign this. Okay. Hmm. And you get to decide. Now, you may start at another company. They don't have that. Sue away. Mm-hmm. Lots of companies do. Many do not. Do we have that here? So it's not saying... I'm trying to remember if I said that or not. I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying try, as, as you were doing that little scenario, I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I, I know I signed an NDA and that's it. Non-disclosure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Now, I, if I remember my statistics, right, it's just going way back. I think uh, companies succeed much more. When they have when, this. When there's, a, when there's an arbitration agreement in place, hmm. whatever. Um, and so that's fine. Let's say... A hundred percent of the time when this happens, the companies come out better. Irrelevant Mm -hmm. to the Supreme Court ruling. The Supreme Court ruling is not, hey, Chris and Cal and everybody. Oh, Cal doesn't work here. Chris and Keith and whoever cannot sue the company. That's not what they said. They said it is legal. It is legal for companies to offer as part of employment and the agreement, we only do arbitration. Sign here if you want to work here. In other words, it's a condition of employment. Employment, yeah. I'm fine with that. That sounds great. If 
if the Supreme Court ruled you cannot have class action suits or whatever, I would say that's a foul. I believe companies have the right to say, if you want to work for our, for our company. Follow our rules. Follow our rules or don't work here. Simple. As, as long as you know going in. Oh, yes. You can just like body, like punch him in the face and, whoa, right. I didn't know this. Now, I also think the companies have the right to fire you for whatever. So that point becomes kind of moot. But I do think if you say in something like this with arbitration that it should be going in. In other words, they can't say, okay, we started last Tuesday the arbitration rule that if there's any dispute, it goes to arbitration. You've been here 16 years, so it's under arbitration. No, sorry. When he agreed to work there, it's whatever. I still think they can fire you whenever they want. So again, it's kind of moot. But that's what freedom's about. Companies having the right to decide who they want to work with, who they want to hire. And you having the right to say, I don't want to work with that company. It's a two-way street. The gate swings both ways. You get to decide whether or not you want to work at that company. I think people forget that. People they for, absolutely people forget, forget that. They're like, oh, you do know you don't have to support. It goes all like, oh, I hate this TV show. I'm not going to watch it. You do know there's like a thousand more channels you could watch. Do you know, do you know why that is, though? Because we look at getting a job as somebody doing us a favor. So the people out there that are pissed about the Supreme Court ruling and union peoples and the leftists and the Soros supporters and all these uh, acorn type groups, they should love the concept I'm about to say because it's true empowerment. These are the people who say workers' rights, workers' rights. Mm -hmm. Well, true workers' rights would recognize as a worker, as an employee, you Get to decide whether or not you want to work at that company just as much as that company gets to decide whether or not they want you to work there. It is an agreement. It's a contract. I support freedom for both sides. The company to say, we are absolutely not hiring Kirk Jones. Mm -hmm. Why? We don't like him. (laughs) Have you seen the way he walks? Do you really need a reason? How douchey. Wow. I, I don't understand like well, oh, why you fire him. Because I want to fire him. You know why I'm not hiring Kurt? He's white. Yeah. Hey, he punches gay people. Done. Done. Whatever Man. the reason. You just don't want to hire them. Nope. And as an employee, I do not want to work for a George Soros company. No, you don't. But see, the reason it gets tainted in our mind is... I need a job. I need a job. I need a job. I got to get paid. I need a job. I got that job. Oh my God, I got that job. I need a job where I make more money, make more money. I'm trying to get that job. Trying to, it, we, we think of it as hitting the lottery. And yep. yes, I know we have to have a job. I, yes, I know you're trying to find a better paying job in all of this. And it feels like that. Great. I got that opportunity. But when you change it in your mind and you realize I have value, you're not giving me a job. No, you're not blessing me with payment. I provide a service. I provide goods and services for this company that they get to use. I'm bringing my talent and, well, maybe not me. Most people would say. (laughs) I'm bringing my talent and skill set, personality, my creative ideas, my energy, whatever it is to this company that the company pays me for. And then they get to turn those into something bigger contributing to the whole that ends up making a lot of money for the company if done right 
When you think of it that way, you're likely to be better in your interviews. You know what most people do in the interview? You, you want, here, here's the interview tip. And for all of my flaws and the things I get wrong, I'm going to tell you how to succeed in an interview here, and it works. You want to get the job if you get the interview? You interview them. Mm. Most people go in the interview and uh, they sit out there. They, yes, I'm here to see Mr. Snogglestein. I'm here for an interview at noon. And you're a little bit nervous. You're like, it's right because I got to get this job. You can see whatever. And you sit out there and you're in the waiting room and you're whatever. <laughs> Mr. Snogglestein will see you now. And you go in and you sit down there. And you go, Hello, Chris. How are you? Have a seat. <laughs> sit here in your resume. <clears throat> says here, uh, you were an egg candler for 14 years. Yes, at, yes, uh, I'm very proud of at, that. Uh, Candlers uh, Limited and uh, blah, blah, blah. And you wait for them to ask you questions. No, man, no. You're interviewing them too. It's a two-way street. You have power in that. So Snogglestein, what kind of volume you guys do a year? Mm. How, many, how many units you ship in every month? Well, I need to know. How much do you expect me to contribute to that for what you're paying me? And specifically, if I do Excel and I go above and beyond, how's that going to work out for me? Because listen, I'm here to make you a boatload of money. Of course, I'm here to take care of myself and my family too. So if I can increase your production by 122% next month, a little is going to come to Mm. something, something there, right? Yeah. Have your information. Have your facts. It's not about being cocky. But it's about being confident. You're going to bring something there. And that's what we miss. You have value. And the leftists out there should support that. Oh, yeah. As an employee, a union, they don't want you to have that value. They want you beholden to the union so the union has the value negotiating on your behalf. Walk proud. Puff your chest up. Go in there and sit down and say, I have value, and that's why you need to hire me. That's what we've lost in this thing. So this ruling, five to four ruling, says... That you, as a company, can say, Bye-bye. nice to meet you, great. Hey, good luck in your future endeavors. There it is. Or you can. Because you may be an employee today. You might be an employer tomorrow. Hmm. You might be an employer today. You might be an employee tomorrow. It's a two-way street. Both sides should have the ability to decide what's right for them, even when it comes to arbitration. Yep. That's the bottom line. Craig Baker, who is the uh, former member of the U.S. National Labor Relations Board, said this is going to have a chilling effect. It will cripple, cripple enforcement of major employment laws. Well, let me tell you about your major employment laws. They have disproportionately benefited employees forever and not hardworking, good, upstanding, contributing employees. It's helped Marge in there who sits on her fat ass and doesn't do anything. The one who doesn't actually work. But as soon as you actually try to hold her accountable and say, everybody knows Marge is the problem. Why is she still here? She's earning our production across the board. She's a pain. Nobody likes her. And quite frankly, she smells. But why? Because you can't, you can't fire her. Why? Fill in the blank. Whatever Marge has claimed. We all have them. We have four of them around here. You have six of them at your company. I've worked at a company where 90% of the people are that way. But why can't you fire them? Because of those employment laws that have disproportionately given power to the employee. How well has that done for the employees? Has that created more jobs? Do most people make more money in the world? No. These things hurt production. Here's what I know. 
if you have value, if employees are bringing stuff to the company, if the company is making more money and things get a little dicey, oh my gosh, Chris may live and leave and we're making a bunch of money. We got, they're going to take care of you. And if they don't, you're going to go somewhere else, make somebody else money, and that first company's going away. All of these things stand in the way of the free market system, which has created more good in this world than, than most things. Take it or leave it. Yep. That's how it is. Oh, by the way, our, our legal team texted me. We do have one of those. Do we? Yeah, we signed it inside the uh, arbitration. It's in the NDA. It's part yeah, of the NDA. I don't NDA. think I signed that. I don't think did I signed, you signed the NDA. NDA. I don't think so. You, you did. I signed two of them. Even when I got my promotion, I had to sign another one. We no, made no sense. I don't think I did. This was just like, <laughs> I heard like six years ago. <laughs> I just love how do, uh, we didn't sign one of those and I get a text. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> here's, uh, here's, here's what you do. Um, most HR departments, not very competent. Oh, no. No. Um, as long as you can uh, kind of song and dance your way around it, you could probably go ahead and fill out most things and not sign that. If they give you a lot of paperwork, a lot of times you can, um, you can go ahead and sign everything and you hand it back to them and you start Tuesday, whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, you missed one. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay, I'll be up to sign it. Uh, I'll t- you know what? Can I sign that tomorrow? Because uh, I'm going to be leaving it early today and I have that thing or I'm going to get, I'll just stop up after my shift, whatever. You just put it off. They're going to forget. See, that's not going to work for people that are not like you and me. Like me and you can make people dance. I'm just trying to help people. I'm just, just saying that not a lot of people have that confident walking I'm not in. an attorney. I'm a doctor of aromatherapy. Uh, but I think if you start employment, check with, check with your attorney. But okay. I think if you start and you do any employment, anything that you sign after that, even if it was an understood part of that, you will need to do this. If it's not signed before you start, I think you got them. No, I think no. that's the rule. If that's a rule, then damn, I think it is. That's, it can't be. That's the reason I'm always like, you know what? I'm going to start on Tuesday. I'll just sign then when I come in, I just make a special trip. You know what I mean? And then you're like, Oh, I forgot. I'll sign that Wednesday. So anything that I signed, I would have signed later. If that's the case. And then there's also one other thing. What? You can just break into the HR office and shred the stuff at night, you know. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. I know how stupid this is. I know. I get it. And you're absolutely right. Major failure on my part. I did not know there would be like food samples at the National Restaurant Association show. So I bet you didn't take your regions off. I did not. I did not do this. I, I did not know. do this. I I mean, I knew there would be some sample. I'd never been there. What do I know? Yeah. Chef Patrick's been there before. I went there to he help him out you? with Spoonie.com. I didn't ask. I didn't think to. I knew like... <clears throat> I knew some people would put out some samples or whatever. 
but I know there's like a lot of like refrigerator makers and stuff, which they're not going to put out samples. I know what you think, and you were thinking just like the NRA for guns. How yes, they have stuff, but they don't have free guns they give you. Right, exactly. That's, that's yes, I could see that. Yes, no, every one of them, free, almost all of them samples, even ones that it's like we make ovens. Try this pizza that came out just, of our <laughs> oven, and it makes sense. That's why, smart. That's why smart. wouldn't you do that? Because yeah. then people are going to go raw butter oven, yeah. right? And it's also an inducement. Walking by, walking by, pizza, sir, pizza. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to talk to that guy because I don't want to buy an oven. But he has pizza. He's got like a string on the end of it, reeling you in. That's what they end up doing to me. So good. It was, dude. It was everything. And then I got to the point where I was like, "This was like, okay, that's kind of pizza over there." I'll have pizza a minute ago. Let me go. Yeah, cauliflower pizza, didn't you? They had they had one. Did you see it? It yeah, was cauliflower. This company has all kinds of uh, different types of things they make in the tr- crust. Mm-hmm. You try that. You're not saying, oh, this is made from cauliflower or anything. You're like, this is just good pizza, pizza. crust. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some of these people on, some of the cooler ones that's building America over the next uh, six months or so, too. We'll okay. get some of them on there. Um, but yeah, some real cool stuff. Because of this, I went there. And even though I'm walking a ton... Doesn't matter. No. I could just feel it. Pants getting tight over a couple days. I was like, Ridgy Zone, I need it. But I could, do you know the battle when you're in there and the smells? Every mm. couple feet, you're like, oh, cheese, pizza. Oh, cinnamon rolls. Oh, what a- I saw you getting some like uh, pasta too. And by the way, I saw you with the little plates. You did good. You went up. Because the little, little, those little plates that they give you, you can't go side. You have to go up. You got to mound up with it. You got to go up. I went to one place. A lot of them will give you like little samples, like Mm -hmm. the little plates with stuff or whatever. I go to one place. Oh, my gosh. Full pasta bar. That's the one that I saw. You were going up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That guy, I almost got out without him talking. And I was with Brad. I'm with Brad Staggs at that point. And Brad is standing there. And I'm like, grab and go, man. Grab and go. He's going to come over. He's talking. Damn it. Hey, what's going on, Steve? That's good. Tell me about your stuff, whatever. Yeah. Dude, they had they had a couple different types of pasta there, a mm-hmm. couple different types of sauces. Mm. Then they have a couple different meats you put in it too, mm. whatever. The whole thing just go there, all laid out. Pasta bar. Pasta bar. Dude, Regisone would have been like, dude, I needed it. I needed it and I screwed up. Had I only taken it with me, I would have been fine. So I got to get back on. Regisone is a great product. It actually helps you lose weight because it gives you that full feeling. Mm-hmm. It also boosts your metabolism. So good. It's Especially when simple. you get up there that age. That age? Yeah, you, when you get older, your metabolism slows down. Or your metabolism never worked like me. You say, how old are you? Huh? How old are you? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, I would just say, yes, it does slow down a little bit. If you're going to some place like, it's not just National Food, so imagine all the carnivals and stuff this summer. <gasps> yes. Carnivals, whatever. And you, and you go to the carnival, yeah, you're going to want a little of that stuff. Fine. This, with Regizone, it's going to allow you to pick and choose. You're not going to be like, I just got to have everything. It's great. Because, again, you're going to have that full feeling, mm-hmm. boost your metabolism. You're like, okay, I'm going to go over. Maybe I try a candy apple or something. Great. But you're not going to try three candy apples, the caramel corn. You're not going to have the deep fried shrimp basket, you know, plus the slick slices of pizza. You're not going to have it all. It's Riduzone. Bottom line, it works. It helps control your appetite. You're going to lose weight. You're going to be healthier. Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Promo code DOC. It's going to give you a discount off your first order. It's uh, Riduzone.com. You got Todd MV, MVB saying, oh, I wonder if that's Virginia Beach. Anyways, saying what I learned today, Chris Cruz got a promotion and this is it. No. No. I'm talking about a couple months ago, another promotion I got. Uh, Denny tweeting out what, what I learned today. What was the promotion you got? Uh, I went from screen caller to media producer. 
Boy, those sound both sound very impressive. Oh, Doc Thompson, you don't media know. Media producer. Media producer, you know. I could see a drunked up Chris Cruz. Somebody give him the business at a bar and he stands up and goes, I'm hey! a media producer. I produce the media. I don't need any of you people. It's funny because when I went I for this promotion, the they had this this whiteboard and said, pick a job title <clears throat> that best suits you. And I'm like, okay. So we'll meet a producer. It looks better in a resume than the other one that they put in there. What was the other one? Of weeks. It was so weak. Week. Okay. Um, you got Denny. By the way, media producer, you have a... Uh, a blue string in the right side of your hair for like the last hour I haven't told you about. You suck. Right? Oh my <laughs> God, I see it now. Oh, where's another one? You suck, Doc. <laughs> Technically, I'm a media producer now. Uh, I have helped you. You got another one up there. You only got half of it. What? I can't see. Right there. Okay, you'll get it. Keep going. It's there. Just keep Just keep. It's doing not that. there. It's not there. <laughs> it's on your ear now. What is this in my ear? Where? On the other side. You turn the other way. What? You're a media. See, we're media producers now. Oh, you guys Isn't are jerks. No, you guys are jerks. Okay. Uh, HR department, Blaze HR department tweeting out what I learned today. HR violation numero uno. Don't call you HR department incompetent. Yeah. I said. Don't be a douchebag, Doc Thompson. I said most are. Did I say ours? Uh, ours, of course, is not. Ours is, you know. Hey, uh, what do you. <laughs> What do you say about ours? I mean, they're, uh, you know. It's only one. You know, what are you going to say about him? He's, you know. Short. Phew, what do you. Very no. good guy. Very good guy. No, I mean, you said that, not me. I'm I just going to say. I know what I said. I'm going to say, you know, phew, what do you say about that guy? I mean. Can you say something? Because you, all you're saying is Stalin. <clears throat> I said most HR departments are, you know, big failures. Lots of failures. But ours, phew, you know. Donna tweeting out what, what I learned today. Just them. a note, interviewing the employer is great fun. Oh, they, they're like, hire this man immediately. Oh, yeah. They have no idea. You, you just turn the table. That's all it is, yeah. Uh, Danny tweeting out what I learned today. Uh, and by Marge, we mean Jeffy. I tried to make it a female name so people wouldn't get that it was a thinly veiled Jeffy. And by the way, to all those people that text me the correct answer, yes. Doc and, was talking about that person. And... um. Thinly, um, thinly veiled. It's probably not the best term either. No. Thinly veiled. No. How about we just regroup? We just move past all this and get beyond it. Can we do that? Yeah. We'll do that next good. in the morning blaze. Good. good. I like it. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. You know, Doc Thompson does hold a record for something. The most career firings in a lifetime. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. <laughs> for now. All right, we get some tweets coming up. Hashtag what I learned today. Oh, by the way, if you would please follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. Also follow Spoonie Radio on Twitter. Uh, I think it's on the Facebook and the Instagram as well. But if you look for Spoonie, you'll be able to find it because some cool stuff coming up from Chef Patrick. You got stinky biscuit too now. What I learned train. Good, good, good. Promote the screen caller who tells people not to call in. I know, right? <laughs> Again, what are you going to say about our HR? You know, <laughs> what are you going to say about them? I mean, those guys. You know, uh, TJ Toppin. Now, what I learned today. Uh, what does the screen caller do? 
Um, it's in the name. Let me. Uh, Isn't a call screener not a screen caller? Did you say screen caller? I hate you guys so much. I'm a caller who screens things. <laughs> Hire is, me. We had this conversation already. That's what it was on my HR paperwork. Ah, it okay. said screen caller? Well, if HR's calling it that, then I think Screen caller is what it yes. said? Yes. We had this conversation. It was you and Opelka. Oh, that's Remember, right. It, it said like screen caller. Year. Yes. You guys were making fun of me. You're like, oh, well, look at this guy. Oh, that's right. It it's on the me. HR. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so our HR department, I mean, <laughs> what are you going to say about those guys? You know. Most are failures, but ours, you know. Jack on the code three, not what I learned today. I can see it now. Doc and Chris breaking into Mercury's HR to shred their NDAs. Hashtag Mercury Gate. You can see it now. We break in there. As in, you mean like future tense? <laughs> future tense. That was the failure with your statement there. Future tense. I mean, our HR department, I mean, they're secure. What are you going to say about those guys? We could never do that because, uh, you know, ours, you know. What can you say about them? You know, what can you say? Uh, PatriotMobile.com slash doc. You know what you could say about them? Fantastic company. Great business model. And great good HR. People. They got a good HR department. Oh, my. You know how I know they have a good... I've never talked to their HR department. Mm-hmm. I've never met them. I don't know how many people. I don't know if it's one, 17, but I know they're great. And here's why. Because every employee I've met, fantastic. Yeah. I've met... We've met five... Priscilla. Maury. We met five. Hannah. There was the other, there was the, the other dude two, too. Yeah, the dude, the guy, yeah. And then Maury. Maury's the boss. So six if you include the boss. Um, all great. Yeah. Good people, engaged, happy, and all with that same attitude. They want to do good. They want to provide good service, uh, amazing coverage for people, great customer service, great value, and still from a libertarian conservative perspective. They believe in capitalism and they believe in freedom, freedom and free markets. And that's who we are here. So when you sign up for a Patriot Mobile account at PatriotMobile.com slash doc, what you get is a company that says as part of their business model, they're going to donate what would be some of their profits to ideas, values, and candidates that you support, organizations that you support. And they're the only mobile company in America that is doing that for conservatives and libertarians. Every other one does that for progressive organizations. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's the big companies or small, that's what they're doing out there. Sign up today for a Patriot Mobile account at patriotmobile.com slash doc. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. This month you get a uh, an iPhone 5, no, a Galaxy S5 for just a penny a month. Yep. Galaxy S5 for just a penny a month. Think about that. Great service and 10% off for military active duty veterans uh, and police officers. They got a lot of people working the company that are veterans. They have made the commitment to veterans. How, how horrible is it that supporting veterans in the military is a conservative issue? I know. I reject that. It's supposed to be <laughs> everybody's should. issue. We should all reject that. Exactly. You'd be saluting some uh, statue of Hitler oh. if it weren't for veterans. Mm. I mean, what about, we got Memorial Day coming up a a week from yesterday. Mm -hmm. If not for all of those guys and gals that are buried in cemeteries around the world, yeah, you'd be going, hey, Chairman Mao, what can I do for you? Can I I bring you something? I don't think we'll be talking to him. Probably not. Did you give him too much credit on that one? I do not think we'll be talking. talking, Are we talking about him after saluting? And a lot of, ow! 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 A lot of that stuff. I'm trying to speak. Ow! 
But if you support freedom and you support free markets and you want amazing coverage and customer service from your cell company, go to patriotmobile.com slash doc. Sign up today. Patriotmobile.com slash doc. And let's be frank before you go. To, uh, let's be frank to now what I learned. And the Chris crew checked the mail. Is that where the blue string came from? And the answer to that is yes. Oh, the that blue what string is? came from that. And I'll be doing some things later. All right. Joining us now is Richard Boyington, U.S. Senate candidate. Hey, Richard, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, bud. How you doing? I'm doing fine. So you're a Senate candidate from what state? The state of Mississippi. Great state of Mississippi. Now, tell us about your background and what would ever possess a reasonable person like yourself to decide they wanted to go to the cesspool that is Washington, D.C. Well, you know, I we have such a liberal senator with Senator Wicker in Washington that uh, I was looking for a different senator to vote for and found out there wasn't one running. And said, so, I'm going to do it myself. I said, I'll do it myself. And uh, we have put on a heck of a campaign. I didn't have any money. I took $60,000 out of my retirement and we wow. went after him. And we got a good chance of winning this thing. That's that's amazing to hear, Richard. And there's a lot of people that have been compelled to go to D.C. for the same reasons. You're like, you know what? I don't want to do this, but there's nobody else. I'm just going to have to do it. And you're a veteran, so you understand that, right? Yeah, it's a. Uh, I look at my great grandkids and my great grandkids, and to think that we've got a twenty-two trillion dollar debt. It's amazing. And we went from five trillion dollar debt to. Twenty-two trillion in twenty-three years is unimaginable to me. But, but when you when you look at veterans, though, veterans understand that maybe more than others about saying, "All right, you know what? I'll just go and do this." Yeah, I think you have the do attitude when you realize, even if you have odds against you. I was in Vietnam and uh, got left out in front of the company and. Uh, had the day, two days out in the jungles myself, but uh, you felt like sometimes you weren't going to make it, but you still fight to keep going, even if the odds are against you. And uh, I think that's something about Americans, and especially American uh, soldiers. You know, yep. they know, especially combat soldiers that have been out in the war zones and doing the fighting. So let's talk a little about your platform because we want to give you some attention. So if people like your platform, they say, hey, you know, what? we're going to go ahead and give Richard a couple of bucks here and try to help him win this thing in Mississippi. Uh, your platform, as I've seen, uh, freedom of religion, uh, preventing infringement to the Constitution, deporting uh, illegals, um, uh, free market economy, civil rights, and uh, 12-year term limits for members of Congress. Is that your, your, the top of your list? That's the top of my list right there. So talk about freedom of religion. Obviously, it's important to, for me. Um, that's kind of broad. Why is that? Why did you include that as one of your main principles? Well, see, as a, I'm seeing that the United States is going like the South has been or wanting to be for a while, state rights. You see California letting illegals come in and take over the state. I mean, it looks like the state's going to collapse mm-hmm. the way they're acting. Colorado growing marijuana and selling it. Uh, Illinois is being a sanctuary state, what New Jersey is trying to be one. All these states, that's actually state rights issues. Uh, I believe freedom of religion for Mississippi, Mississippi is very religious. Yes. And I think Mississippi, if they wanted to put prayer back into school, the Ten Commandments, 
up on the courthouse. That's Mississippi's right. That's not somebody in New York or Washington, D.C. to tell us what and how we should do with religion. And uh, so that's why I put it in there. I believe that the state of Mississippi should determine what we do. We should have our teachers and all the DOA, DOE, we should completely eliminate and everything coming to the school should done, but be, should be done by the states as far as I'm concerned. You know, Richard, that's refreshing to hear, and that's something that I think a lot of people miss. I, I share your value, and I support that, uh, that if you're in Mississippi and Mississippians want you know religious uh, prayer in school and whatever, that's fine. I equally support if somebody's living in, you know, pick another state, uh, Washington or wherever, and say, we don't want that, that's fine, and we can all live together. And Richard, you'll, you'll say, I'll live in Mississippi, and and Doc, you can live in Nevada with the, and we get to decide. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? I think that's exactly what our founding fathers had uh, envisioned. And you know, if you take a look at our founding fathers, they they had to be much smarter than any anybody in the world. You know, take a look at this last election, electoral votes versus other. We'd have three or four states that would completely eliminate the election if it wasn't for their brilliance in the writing of this Constitution. You know, Richard, I'm tired of hearing people complain that when I talk about illegals, illegal immigrants and the damage they do, calling me racist. Your generation and you being in Vietnam were part of an amazing time, a transformational time in America. You served in Vietnam with a lot of soldiers that uh, were probably different than you that in the past weren't allowed to serve. It was kind of a coming of age for the military and America saying, hey, we can all get along. People are different. But you still were able to recognize we're different and celebrate those things. Are, are, are you racist when you say you want to stop illegals from being in, in America? Well, see, I believe we first have to be Americans. Americans means that uh, we are a sovereign nation, that we make our rules like any other nation nice. makes. And I also believe, like in Vietnam, my first encounter where I actually had to, like you were talking about, blacks and whites together, it was not a bad situation. It ended up being a good situation. We were all different. You know, we had arguments. Uh, but again, the arguments didn't lead to anything other than arguments. Uh, we changed each other's minds. My mind was changed radically and some of their minds were changed. And see, I think that's the part that's lost in all of this. I'm tired of, of people trying to exploit others, you know, using the term racism when what we're really talking about is a structure of laws in America that makes sure we're sovereign and we allow in who we all want to come in via that structure, right? Yes, as long as it's done legal. You know, if you do something illegal, they're going to arrest you. The word illegal is the catchphrase to me. I absolutely agree with that. All right, let's talk a little bit. Um, you mentioned civil rights. So you're a guy, you're from Mississippi, you obviously have more conservative values, you're rubbing, running as a Republican, and you mentioned civil <laughs> rights as part of your platform. I bet a lot of people would think that uh, that doesn't fit the Republicans or conservatives. You know, uh, in my business, I own a business in New Orleans, and I own a business in Hancock County, Mississippi. And most people don't realize the Republican Party is a club that doesn't like outsiders. They don't like me at all. <laughs> and, and I, I'm, I'm the same color. Uh, again, <laughs> there's many, 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 many black people 
that I know that are conservative. They're conservative in everything they do except voting. And the reason is, if you're not asked to come to the table and you're treated as an outsider, it's really hard to come in and say, hey, I want you to vote for me, but I don't want you up at the dinner table with me. And that's the way I see it. Uh, Again, the Republican Party in Mississippi is just now opening up as I'm getting way up into the uh, atmosphere of here in Mississippi. They're starting to let me come to club meetings and stuff like that. But it's been a, a fight to get that to happen. So you could imagine... If you're not invited in, how are you going to be part of something you're not invited in? Wow, that's a, that's a great point. All right, we got to talk a little bit about the Veterans uh, Administration. I have been frustrated by the VA for the longest time. You're a veteran, so you understand this better than I. What should happen with the Veterans Administration? I'll give you a little quick story. Uh, I came home from Vietnam as a 19-year-old. I went to Vietnam at 18 and come back at 19. I was wounded. I had malaria, shot down in a helicopter. I, uh, many, many, many horror stories I could tell. But got back home, met my wife, which was 16, and we got married. And I was very, very sick, uh, both uh, mentally and physically. And we went to the VA because I had a very high temperature. I was sat in the hall for four and a half hours. And I sweated so much that I sweated a whole puddle of water. I'm not talking about just wet. I'm talking about a puddle. My temperature was so high. So my wife decided, you know, we better go to the hospital before you die in this place. So we went to a uh, hospital, and I spent three weeks in the hospital, uh, three years to recover from some unknown disease that I'd brought back home from me and $38,000 in debt. And I've never turned back from the VA. I feel if you're a soldier and you've been lied to when you come home, that you're going to be protected for wounds, physically and mentally, that you have to get off your ass and do something. You know, the, it drives me nuts to think how many soldiers committed suicide that didn't have the structure I had. You know, how many people left the hospital and died in their car or took a gun and shot themselves? You know, this is not American. If we're Americans, we're supposed to take care of our soldiers, especially the combat soldiers, the ones that goes out into the jungles and goes out into Vietnam, I mean, out in the Iraq deserts that are doing the fighting. You know, not all veterans are equal. You know, I, all veterans need help, but I'm going to tell you, Combat veterans do 90% of getting killed and doing the killing. They're the ones that we have to really pay attention to. They're the ones that come home and kill themselves, not the cooks, not the people that write the prescriptions, but the ones that do the actual shooting and killing. That's a, that you're absolutely right. And I'm with you a hundred percent. Should we, do we shut the hospitals down? I want, if it was up to me, We would keep some of them open, very few, just for some kind of special stuff that we have. But if you take a look at the hospitals across the rural America, these veterans are having to drive hundreds of miles to go to a VA system that doesn't want them there, to people that are going to a job that are not inspired to do the job. When we have local hospitals going broke that could take these same veterans and the money and prosper 
and we would have hospitals in rural areas that could take care of other people because they had the money structure from the VA uh, coming in, you know, from the veterans coming in there instead of going to the VA that just wastes money like, you know, it's unbelievable. Richard, I think, I think I think you nailed it right there, and you you brought a practical solution on top of it. I think you got it. How could people find out more about you if they want to support your uh, Senate candidacy in the state of Mississippi? They can go to boyntonforsenate.com. And that's B-O-Y-A-N-T-O-N, boyntonforsenate.com. Yes, sir. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and tweet this out. I'll post it on our social media so people can find you. And hopefully um, they they got some value on what you said and want to support you and can send you a couple of bucks. I appreciate it, bud. All right. Thank you, Richard. And thank you for serving, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. That's the type of guy I'm looking for. That's the type right there. Here's a practical solution about the VA as well. And there's a guy who knows far better than I ever will. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, veterans, Vietnam Just, veterans. And you, this is a Vietnam veteran. This is it. That's still sharp. Oh, he amazing. still has at least. Bi- you already said twenty bi- years. Business ain't. owner. Yep. Business owner, and um, you heard what he's gone through. <laughs> he's got all that, and then uh, civil rights. One of his issues. See, we have given up the concept of civil rights to these knuckleheads, to these people like the George Soroses out there, that it means something more or different. What they're talking about is social justice as yep. opposed to equality. Richard's a good guy. We'll tweet that stuff. If you have a uh, opportunity, please send him a couple of bucks. Minostalgia Wild Rice from BlazeWildRice.com should have been at the NRA show this oh, weekend. I kept thinking about that. Well, and I'm, I'm walking around, I'm trying, right? Lady brings this great rice dish over okay. to me. She has like a rice seasoning thing. Um, it was really, really solid. And I was like, this is awesome. The rice wasn't good. <laughs> and it's not her. She was talking about the seasoning. So I go to her. I go, ma'am, this is the flavor. Of this is amazing. I go, the rice is just not. And I, she's like, I know. And I go, here, go to blazewildrice.com. I start pitching her, tell her, she's, is, that, is this your company? No, I don't know this company. I said, I just know it's a great product. And I told her why. You could try all of the great products at blazewildrice.com, all the stuff we've talked about via their sampler packs right now. And if you want to try their beer jelly, which is awesome, you can get 10% off using Beer 10 as part of their grilling sampler Ooh, pack. Oh, nice. You got grilling season coming up a week from yesterday's Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. You may be kicking off a little early. Maybe you're not taking Friday off. There's some slackers going to take Friday off. Yeah, like you. Okay, that was probably a bad road for me to go down. <laughs> Just go to blazewildrice.com. Use the promo code BEER10 and get one of those grill and sampler packs from Minostalgia Wild Rice and get those edible memories from the Northwoods of Minnesota. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Make sure you are prepared for Memorial Day and the 4th of July coming up to fly your flag. Not your freak flag. Although you could fly your freak flag yeah, if you want to as well. Fly your flag. Do you realize the, the Stars and Stripes is really kind of a freak flag? Yeah, it is. A freak flag is saying, I do not. I am going. I'm putting it all out there. Hold my beer. Hold my. I got this. I'm putting it on the line. This is who I am. And I don't care who likes it. Wave that flag. That's what we said. Yeah. That's who we are. Yeah. 
Make sure you're prepared by going to collinsflags.com. Order today. Get your U.S. flag, get your state flag. You can get your other country flag, your sports team flag. They got them all there at Collins Flags. These are... These are high-quality flags. You're going to love the quality of the flags, something that's going to be around and last for a long time. And they're American-made flags made right here in the U.S., and so that's cool. the important part. All orders ship within 24 hours. Shipping is free on all orders over $75. So order a couple of them. Order your U.S. flag. Your, I was going to say Browns flag. No one wants that. Puerto Rican flag. Puerto Rican flag. Florida, Texas. Texas, you Texans love your flags. Put them out there. Collinsflags.com. Order today. Now, they're also holding a special contest. If you tweet a picture of your flag display, your memorial or whatever flag display, I guess it could be any flag, use the hashtag MyFlagDisplay2018. They're going to pick the best picture, the best uh, uh, flag display every month. And they're going to give you a free flag, a free 355 sewn embroidered American flag, really high quality with free shipping. Just go to collinsflags.com, collinsflags.com. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning, please. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned meat made from plants is impossible. Vegetables made from meat is just improbable. We learned when the VA finally stops killing veterans, the TSA and USPS are in trouble. Yep. Until then, they're just going to keep getting a pass. Yep. Chris Cruz, what did you learn today? I learned that Leave it to Doc Thompson get all the promos called correctly, but the order completely wrong. What was the order? The order of today's live reads. Oh, they were all out of order. I did. <laughs> I got the promo codes, though. One step at a time. <laughs> What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Well, you got TMB Saddle 22 and I want to learn meatless hamburgers? No, I will effing cut you. <laughs> I cut you. I cut you, man. Uh, you got World Spot 2 and I want to learn new stamp scent soggy potato chips oh. in a picture of you. How about uh, white, uh, wet white people hair? Ooh, that's Also a good known one. as dog. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Is that it? We're that's wrapping it. this up. Yeah, I'm out of it. time. You're Darn it. I can get the new numbers up across the nation. We'll do those tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow, we got a lot more topics. Oh, that's pretty big. What does Glenn have coming up? Glenn is not in. Pat is in. Welcome to the program. This whole thing is screwed up. What's Pat wearing? I have no idea. I haven't seen him. All right, folks. Him. I apologize. Some of this is on me. Some of it, let's just break. I'll be back tomorrow, supposedly. You're not Remember here. Remember the morning blazes today at Chris Cruz production. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. We did have time. Now cook straight up to everybody's off today. Let me just get some sleep. The morning blaze. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the morning blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.